Hey there, friends, it's me, your old pal, Captain Kevin. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Attitude Podcast. We're looking at season two, volume number three of everyone's favorite wrestling reality show. This episode was brought to you by our fabulous backers over at patreon.com forward slash AE podcast where you can get access to, and we've checked it, over 200 hours of exclusive audio and video. Everything from the Bibliotech, the book report series, of which there are many fine episodes on this here free feed. You've got the Smackdown Crawl nearly 100 episodes in, looking at all of Smackdown. Starting in the first episode, we're currently up to the dawn of the invasion in 2001. You've got the new series, The Corporate Ministry of Sound, where we review wrestling albums and albums by wrestlers themselves. We've got Q&A episodes. We've got the, the Big Show Show Show. We've got all sorts of amazing videos from our Gamesmanship series. All this and much more. A minimum of two new pieces of content a month and a fabulous back catalogue to get access to for as little as $5 and you can drop out whenever you want. All this is available at patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. But that's enough chatting for now. It's time to get the tombstones ready. It's time to head down to Tracks West for Tough Enough. Season 2 Volume Number 3 Tough Enough Season 2 Volume Number 3 Episodes in this order 7, 8, and you better believe it's episode number nine as well. Oh. Hey everyone, it's me, your old pal, Captain Kevin. Join us out always in this look through the MTV WWF crossover that is very much an artifact of the early noughties mm. that we'll be watching today and enjoying. And I'm joined as always by, it'll catch on, Adam the Maven Bivolo. Mm. Hey! What about you? What, what about, about Maven? Maven, yeah. huh? How's that how get on? That, that's sticking, is it? That's part of the brand now. I mean, the Maven of the AE podcast. I'm not sure what it is that people want. Because oftentimes they're like, bring back the Tough Enough episodes. Mm. But I don't know if it means they just want me to call out a Maven. When it comes to Tough Enough, could you have a more unimpeachable character? A better person to be? If Maven's story He's ended... the link of, with, of, of, of Tough Enough. For, yeah, for that season it is. And then he had his little moment and then things just didn't work out so great. And yeah, I, I sold my London Podcast Festival mug on eBay. Like, <laughs> I pretend I'm not me when people come up to me. Like, it's... Not a nice comparison, though. Yeah, I, you need to get back on social media so you can see that Maven's doing pretty damn good. He's doing well. He's doing well. Yeah. Well, he was doing well in 2022. I'm just assuming it's continues. Maven is all elite, baby. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. And speaking of elite, I'm joined by an elite-tier bad man on the planet. Hey. Some could say the baddest. It's Ooh. Billy Keeble. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't go for the, the Belidia. Of the, uh... <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, in fairness, some people thought that your gimmick with Jamie Noble was a bit offensive, Billy. Yeah. So that's very, yeah, we certainly possible. Yeah. Always yeah. pissing people. Yeah. <laughs> and Cole and Taz, they, <laughs> they couldn't handle it. Happy to be back with a bit of Tough Enough. As always, I love me some Tough Enough. I may be not enjoying this season as much as volume uh, season one it's a bit dark sided but, isn't but it, I am still very much in, enjoying this let's not forget season one was dark sided too tough enough <laughs> in itself is a dark sided yeah. show and you know you're listening to the third episode in the season because we've reached the point where the pills <laughs> don't work anymore yeah. for most of the participants and we have got sore boys and girls oh, yes. in tracks west here today I'm not going to lie to you I'm very happy as well to be, to be back here doing more tough enough every time maybe it's the cumbersome nature of the WWE network that is allegedly award-winning, but 
Anytime I try and get onto a new episode, I have to go back and see all the other seasons mm-hmm. and see all the other versions of Tough Enough. When I see Chris Jericho, there he and is. I see Cesaro wrestling a Swamp Man, I see about? Steve Austin cussing Ed Cameron, and I see the Ryback, mm, and I kind of feel too. like we could be a Tough Enough podcast, and I'd be very happy with oh, that. Absolutely. Oh, we are going to do every episode. Yeah. Of Tough yes. Enough. Yes. We're never going to stop doing Tough Enough. By the time we've caught up, they'll be doing more Tough Enough on the network. Yeah. Like. Damn straight. And don't forget, this is Tough Enough, and we are wow. And no. <laughs> no. Episode number seven. So, uh, what's our episode title here, by the by? Episode seven is Gut Check Time. Gut Check Time. But before we get into episode seven, it's Recap Check Time. It's time for Previously on AE Podcasts MTV's Tough Enough. <laughs> Previously, Jesse was diagnosed with a heart condition. Oh no! Oh, yeah. Alicia got a back problem and she's hooked on painkillers and muscle relaxants. I got mixed up with the earlier... That happened in the previous season as well, right? That's not... Yeah. They call it the tough enough curse. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, hey, come on now. It's fun to be back. Danimal! Danimal got cut because he had no personality at all. But he so. was the Danimal! Yeah, it's kind of sad. Are you telling me that the Danimaniacs are yeah. going to be left out in the cold? Matt Morgan injured his knee and was more than okay with walking away because he's obviously yeah. going to go to developmental in six months' yeah. time. Yeah, he's already been approached. Yeah. And he has uh, greatly injured his credibility uh, in, in more recent years. And most exciting of all, everyone got to see Raw. Yay! Yay! That can take up a whole episode. Yeah, and, and this was like, what, you know, early 2002, late 2001. Mm. Like, wrestling wasn't getting any better than that. Like, mm. Oh, no. Peak WWF, yeah. like, you know. Why are all the houses empty? Because everyone's at home being a great WWF fan. There's literally <laughs> a bit in Triple H's book where he's like, look! The facts are, business was better than ever when I was on top <laughs> in 2002. No matter how you slice it. If you're going to lie, at least turn it into a bit like Big Sexy. That's all I'm <laughs> Well, uh, the too long didn't hear from Adam there, folks, is everyone's pretty fucked. Yeah, miserable. Especially those that have left, but particularly those that remain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alicia... When we met her at the start, thanks for the recap there, because like, she seemed high as a kite. Like, did mm. she seem stoned mm. to anyone else? Yeah, she, she's on loads of oh, painkillers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's 01, you reckon, uh, or 02, I reckon they've uh, got a stronger dose back then. Or Maybe. There's, there's well, she switched there. drugs, because when we very first met Alicia, she was like, she was very much the party girl. She's yeah. right, she's, yeah. she's, yeah. she's on the ecstasy, she's on the coke. Now she's she swapped it out for opiates now. Oh. I mean, I'm not going to lie, there's a lot of scenes in this where everyone goes out drinking and partying. A lot in this three episode clutch actually. And given what you've told me at the start there Adam it's kind of like yeah there's there's a lot of people mixing painkillers and heavy alcohol. Yep. They're learning how to be wrestlers. That's it. This is a realistic simulation of getting into the business. Wrestlers Kevin. go to Yankee Doodles all the time, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> yeah, and that's why wrestlers die in the opening chapter of Fahrenheit. Oh, they drink alcohol and painkillers. <laughs> it's as simple. And the guy's like, it's as simple as this. If only, if only, if only <laughs> past the Simon Says segment would have lived. Al tries to hype Alicia up a little bit. And I think the last thing someone who is stoned out of their gorge and literally can feel no pain at this moment in time, the last thing she needs to hear is that she is made of iron. Jesus. (laughs) You're invincible, kid. Yeah, I am. I don't feel nothing anymore, Al. And send me out. Put me to work, coach. Yikes. I feel like Al has got less of a handle on this group of kids than he did in the first season. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he is less in control of everything than he yeah. was in the last. I think the I think the MTV producers have taken a much stronger role this season than than 
what he had before. It's sloppier. It's more like a reality show. Yeah. But you would think, and I, you know, we mentioned you know, something you brought up in, in in earlier this season of it, Adam, was that you know MTV maybe kind of doing a little bit more of you know setting stuff up, having plants and things like that. Mm. I kind of feel like in the spirit of wrestling and it all being a work and there being reality TV and that is also a work, could we not have faked some of the pain? Did we need to actually drill these people non-stop until they were in agony all the time? Because they can't be... Ha- they're so low energy, this go-around. Mm. But the problem is, is like if this was a straight-up reality show, then yeah, we would get around it like that. We'd fake a lot of the pain for sure. But it's not. It's a WWE thing. And the wrestling business is so fucking weird and defensive about like these, you know young nobodies getting pushed right onto the main roster yeah. they have to do this whole like you need to fucking suffer Bob Holly is one of the coaches for fuck's sake yeah that's they true. are gonna put these kids through the ringer for real Big sits down and tells us all that uh Part of being a superstar is knowing how to conduct yourself in public. <laughs> P-fight. <laughs> yeah, honestly, of all people. Yeah. Now, he didn't actually take his dick out and start peeing on everyone, but I think it's in the spirit of the man. <laughs> yeah. He know? may as well have. He yeah. might as well have at yeah. this point. But as soon as he said that, it just made me say to myself, well, what they fucking done now? Because, you know, but it's, you know it, well, if, if Big says something like this, it's purely because something has happened. Yeah, yeah the house not, got set on fire yeah. or something. No, he's not daring people to do anything these episodes no. now. No. Because Kenny King doesn't need anyone to dare him to cause a fucking scene. We cut from Big's chat to Kenny King. I don't think I've seen anyone on this show as visibly drunk as he was yes. here. He was trying to get in a fight. I thought it was some rando. It was one of the production crew. Yep. He tried to start on yep. them. What actually like fuck? abusing like the sound guy or whatever like can you imagine like I mean you, you guys who have media studies degrees I mm. mean I can't imagine it'd be much worse than fucking Tekken on a reality show and people mm. trying to fight you yeah all wrestlers pepped up on sorry I think you said Tekken I was like thinking Hihachi like the- <laughs> Tekken on a reality show yeah that'd be pretty fun actually <laughs> I mean Kenny King I think even be thrown off uh, off a mountain or uh, off a volcano he still wouldn't sober up he's just fucking oh, hard Big wouldn't ha- wouldn't like that as well like you guys can just start throwing each other off volcanoes like. <laughs> fines have been issued I think yep yeah, uh, it wasn't just Kenny Jake was also really drunk he was speeding and literally yeah he was you, drunk driving yeah you should you, they cut to him with his ticket going <laughs> breaking the law <laughs> like really fucking pleased and that was himself. the problem as well is that he was he was speeding that was the problem yeah, not just drink no, driving no 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 you can drink drive just do it in a but, decent speed. I'll but, tell you, as a man who's just started reviewing all of Total Divas over in the How To Patreon. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, wrestlers, cars. N- wrestlers, cars, and mobile phones in particular. Thank like, God that they had no one's on the Nokia's here uh, back in yeah. the day. Like, hey man, check it out. I got a new half score and snake. Oh shit, I'm speeding yeah. and drunk. <laughs> There's a couple of a car issues because Alicia continues to drive her car while listening to headphones. Yes! Like, Bigfoot. She's got fucking huge headphones on just listening <laughs> yeah, to music. Yeah, people like, do that. That's terrible. It's insane to me doing it that. It is. I mean, I I remember when I first learned to drive, kind of like thinking, oh, you know, I'll, I'll put on some headphones, I can listen to whatever. And then like literally the person who I was learning to drive with was like, no, 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 that's illegal. You can't do that. Mm. It's mad. And I was like, what? Really? And then like, I literally like, put them in once and started the car. I was like, oh my God, like I can't hear the car start. Yeah. Mm, like, that's bad. 
I mean, and you might think, oh, if you're an automatic car, you don't have to listen for gear shifts or anything. It's, I mean, that's scary. That's not the only thing you have to listen to on the road, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, you don't need to reduce the number of steps to you zoning out behind the wheel. And just get one of those cassette tapes of the little wire that comes it. out yes. of it. baby. That's get how one you of do those. it. Easy. Scary stuff, this. And then Pete, apparently, is just constantly drinking. Yeah, he drinks Pete's, a lot. Pete's got a big problem. Drinking in the car, like, mm. actively. That's a fucking dangerous game to be playing, which is... When you are getting the physical pain from wrestling, mm. and then you're drinking afterwards, yep. and that's your kind of your your painkiller, yep. and like you know, Moxie has talked about this a lot, you know, since he's come out of rehab, and he's he's been very you know outspoken about it, saying that you know when you hit the hard liquor and you still have the adrenaline coming, mm. you, and you don't get the kind of I don't know whatever it is the the reconciliation between the hormones or the energy your body's feeling and actually how hurt you are. And you just throw that all out. I kind of feel like learning to wrestle, mm. hard liquor should maybe be left off. Yes. Because it's going to give you a very skewed idea of what your body can and can't take. That's it. You're going to be walking around on a broken foot without knowing it or something like that. Or as Big eloquently says, come on, guys. There's got to be some rules at least. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Maybe we should have some rules on this reality TV show. And this guy's just waiting to say how, like, tell you cool stories about Stone Cold Steve Austin, Rick Rude, Drew yeah. Carriers, yeah. and yeah, Roland Joints. Like, yeah. That's the thing, like, wrestling can never, like, reconcile that, like... I mean, you pick up any fucking Legends book who was a wrestler in the 70s or 80s. Terry Funk, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. Late chapters yep. about... And most of them weren't wearing pants. You know? <laughs> Good lord. That their punishment is getting hardcore hollied. Yes. yes. They get chewed out by Big Bob. This is such a there has been an incident at summer camp speech. Mm. Yes. And we weren't prepared to have to discipline you. Yeah. But because we now have to, you're all fucked. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is big fucking shit. This is like when they found out in German language school that someone tried to order Chinese food in multi They weren't having any of that. Oh no, they don't like that very much. Ten hall meeting right there, folks, <laughs> let me tell you. Bob has got some solutions of his own here. Uh, it's a special heirloom potatoes. Mm, yeah. Small batch. Yeah. Big hip tosses, huge shoulder barges. Just like... when you think the only way you can sift someone is with a, with a forearm or a chop yeah. or, a, or, a, or a punch. Jesus Christ. He gets on top of Kenny King at one point and yeah. he's like rubbing his elbow in his face and he's like, don't screw this up for me. I'm the big <laughs> shot. Like screaming in his ear. Don't screw this up for yeah. me. This is my big opportunity being I, a coach on Tough I enough. think they've all been given a chat because this happens a few times in these mm. episodes where Al says it as well. I think Chavo mentioned it as well where it's like, it's or, it's or acids. Yes, they're you responsible know? for these people. I don't think you need to give Bob Holly an excuse. To, no. to be a fucking bully and all that. But it was into minute two of him grinding him into the mat. Yeah. I was like, all right, I think what happens in season three with Bob and that other kid, that doesn't happen unless this happens and he gets away That's with it. it. Yeah. yeah. He's going to escalate from 100%. That's it. And this is kind of like, oh, right, we've used the special move of Bob Polly here now. Yeah. You know, a um, little, bit, little bit too reliant on that later on. Their extra punishment is that. The worst offenders, so Jake, Alicia, Pete. The naughty kids. The naughty kids. Ooh. Kenny. They have to sleep in traps. <laughs> what, they have a sleepover? You have to like... sleep on your tombstones. Yeah. Uh, 
It's really uncomfortable as they, well. They pull out these little ma- crash mats for him. They're not allowed to touch the gym equipment. Yeah, no. You're not don't allowed to go in the no. ring. Don't, don't even don't think about wrestle. Don't you think about polishing those guns? Like. It's proper like Batsu game or something like yes. all of them like lying in the dark mm. in this gym. Like something like Bob Holly's gonna come out dressed as a demon. Like, <laughs> start hitting them over the head. He dresses the demon comes out as Bob Holly. <laughs> How do you like me now? Oh no, he's wearing a SmackDown shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my own gimmick t-shirt that says something something hardcore when I see myself it reminds me I didn't sell many I'm angry now <laughs> ah. we come back to the house where the alleged good folks are yes uh, people who haven't been you know literally been pulled out of the fucking slammer in the drunk tank and Jessie is in all kinds of trouble she is short of breath all the time oh. and Big is telling her because she's tiny she's mm. fucking tiny and Big keeps telling her, like, oh, we're going to get you to eat something and all that. And she's, like, relaying the story of those 2002 possible where she's like, Big's always getting me to eat. He's always like, have you got anorexic problems and stuff mm-hmm. like that? And I'm like, my God. I mean, there ain't too many people, particularly women, of that small of stature in wrestling. No. You know, maybe outside of Japan. And I mean, I Especially think, not then. Not, I mean, no. definitely not then. No. You know, whatever about the look thereafter, I think, in terms of someone that size, I think... They have difficulty training you. Yeah, I think you because she's small and she's thin. Yeah, she's like wiry. You can't just run her through five hundred back bumps like everyone else. Like so, I kind of feel like she she does have a bit of star quality and a bit of you know personality to her. Definitely, she does. But it's like you can see her. She's on like this conveyor belt and she's about to get hit by a big smashing mallet. Like Mm. you know, this is not for her in this current form. I think there is a, a route for her here. It's just not this. MTV producers are like, I told you it was good to tap their phones because uh, <laughs> I don't know. Someone about hearing them be like, "Well, what's going on at the moment in trucks?" They're hurting us every day. Uh, <laughs> we're running out of painkillers. I've had anything to eat other than hard alcohol. For... I'm growing tired of Bob Holly's games. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Holly on Wake Up Dewey. Oh. This reminded me of school lads. I don't mind telling you that. Just screaming in people's yeah. faces. Oh my god. And somehow Kenny doesn't wake up. Yeah, I know. You've got Bob Holly <laughs> screaming in your face and you don't even stir. Like he's still drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fucking mad, the idea. I just, something about waking someone up is kind of like, okay, whatever, if you got to do it. I think it is kind of funny, like, the idea of someone being like, hey, you, wake up, or mm-hmm. whatever. Just like a grown man waking up with all these people. It's really funny. Yeah. Like, but it's... then he starts working out and then still yells. Like Kenny's the <laughs> he's, he's, Bob's on the cross trainer yelling, Kenny! 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 <laughs> so intense. Oh man, we used to have a lad who'd come in and he would literally like anything that wasn't nailed down, he'd fucking he'd kick over the bin, he'd pull fucking duvet covers off people. Jesus. If you left your locker open, he'd start slamming on the door. Oh my god. He'd rattle his keys in the yeah. sink. In, in the, the sink, sink. Oh. that would make a cat go like, no, no. what about water mm. in the face did it ever get that bad like, no 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 because then you'd have, you'd have you'd why water when so. you got pissed like. yeah that's true actually no, yeah. no teacher ever pissed or threw water on they just screamed a lot and like <laughs> the thing is is the people who like literally made you feel that you had personally upset them by not waking up at 7.50 in the morning like, yes. they'd be like lads no the disrespect <laughs> no no, I'm sorry, I can't up. I didn't mean to disappoint you, 35-year-old man. Like, you know? So, uh, yeah, at least it wasn't Bob Holly. That's true, you, you can know? have to suffer that. Bob Holly is uh, quite the wake-up artist. And 
I don't know if it was the wake-up call, but Jessie is dissolving upon contact with the training this morning. Oh, mm. She's now in her own head and can't do the things that are basic at this point. Like, she's too self-conscious Stuff that everything. she's already done well. That's yeah. it, yeah. She's going backwards at this point. And then this is where Al t- t- tells us about a change in the rules. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Via voiceover. Yeah. Like, this yeah. was edited in. So, yeah, so if, uh, if, they, if they need to... They can just cut somebody at will. They don't have to wait for cut day. No, they can do it on the spot. They can do it on the spot. I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what's going to happen this episode, gang. As Big further explains, basically it means we can get rid of anyone whenever. (laughs) Hard cut from that narration immediately to Algo and Alicia. (laughs) 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 Well, I did like it because it's like, at the start there was this air of mystery because you saw like Jackie and Linda be like, Hey, everyone's getting interested so much. Like they can't, they literally can't cut us. No, right? they'll, they'll yeah. run out of people. Yeah, but it's the idea of like dressing up a injury as a cut. Yeah, hmm. blatantly not the case. She's already cut, like yes. you know, it's ridiculous. Uh, Al realizes what the problem is here. I think you're homesick. What? Mm. No, she's addicted what? to painkillers and Yeah, broken. she's got a back injury and she's stuck on muscle relaxants. Yeah, so. I bet you're, you're sick of you. Bet sick of being. I bet you'd rather be at home with your own doctor. You know, <laughs> happier, happier there. Oh Came for your own medical expenses. Oh I, I just, I don't know. Um, Jesse's now worried as a result of this because Jesse like felt like she could have easily been the one to 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 get the heave ho here. Yeah. She realizes now that she's the bottom of the totem pole. Like, yes. she is. She's yes. pretty screwed. She's the weakest link. So we get a black and white montage of Alicia with some like sad acoustic guitar music. And I don't think we've we don't normally do this no. to people, right? I think it's meant to be just like, oh it's sad because it was just the injury and she what she was tough enough maybe yeah. but like she just couldn't go on. Like... She was also homesick enough as well. Now, folks, I'm afraid this is the the worst where are they now I've ever done with you oh, guys. This no, is really, I'm and sorry. To keep us uh, in line here now and to keep us up to date, Adam is doing the where are they now is when people are cut. Yes, when yeah. someone gets cut, we'll talk about what, where they're at these days. I think we are to varying degrees all kind um, of aware of what has happened with these folks, but we've all yeah. kept away from them until the episodes to kind of get get a fresh... I, I'm honestly quite in the dark about everyone here apart from maybe like Jackie. Okay, um, all right. But unfortunately... The only thing I could find about Alicia was when I googled her full name, it comes up with a result from Find a Grave where you can find... Like, no! Yeah, and it doesn't say anything about how she passed or anything, but she passed in 2005, age 21. What? Oh. Yeah. Wait, no, 21? That can't be. If this is 2002, she would have been 18 here. Yeah, that, that makes sense, right? Seriously? Yeah, I, I guess so. Fuck is yes. I, 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 I looked high and low. It is definitely her. There's a photo and it yeah. mentions tough enough in her little oh obituary. Oh my god. She apparently, like, was currently at community college and set to graduate and everything. There, there was, like, no, no details on there at all or any news websites or anything, but... Yeah, for, for whatever reason, she died tragically young. So there was no continuation of the wrestling, I'm assuming, afterwards. No mention of that anywhere online. She, no. I mean, that's it. It's like, I think you can tell that she had, like, you know, troubles or whatever mm. it is. I, I didn't get the vibe off her that she was in it for the wrestling. No, I don't anyway. think she was that big a wrestling fan. So she was following wherever the wind took her to. I finish. think it was going on MTV. That's yeah. it, yeah. Reality shows appeal to people for lots of reasons. Like, I don't necessarily think she had dreams of getting into the WWF or anything. Yeah, I kind of know there's been a lot of, you know, chat about reality TV, and particularly in the UK, there's been a lot of kind of, you know, it's become a bit of a political football or whatever, and people yeah. want there to be kind of more... Aftercare. Aftercare. Yeah, safeguarding. and stuff like that. Yeah. I think, like... The thing that always shocks me about this is that people make out like, oh, well, Love Island, you know, and there's a lot of like, high-profile deaths associated mm. with that here in the UK, but it's like, 
reality TV's been on for like 20 something like 23, 24 years yeah that's mm. it you know and look, like, the only difference is people didn't care about them back then they didn't have a career it. afterwards and I think there's going to be a lot of sad stories like this peppered throughout a variety of reality shows I think and shows like Love Island like do like sort of put people in a jar and shake them up to like piss them off and everything but it's not the only show that does that by no. any means no like, I, I'd argue you know I think the public scrutiny and whatever that you go through with, with Love Island is an entirely different beast. And it's, it is. It's a uniquely horrible so popular, thing. So right. popular. Particularly if you're a woman. But this is like... I, I put this up there in terms of like the worst reality show to find yourself on if you're in over your head. Oh, 100%. Because yeah, this yeah. is for like so few people. Wrestling is, you know, actually. And... You're not taking bumps on Love Island. No, no that's, that's it. it like, well, you're taking bumps of something, probably. But you're not, not getting shouted at by Bob Holly on Love no, Island and no. made to feel really small. Like. Fucking hell. Well, Raphael the trainer is introducing his friend for the training day, which is Technique Day. And this is Renee, whose job seems to be to make To be run. introduced by Raphael. That's, that's it. it. You don't see This is again. my friend Renee. Bye. Right. I, I think Renee and Raphael thought they were going to be a much bigger part of this. That's like a Team Rocket yeah. kind of situation. <laughs> like. That's what it feels like when it they realise they have to go to the beach to see Raphael. I was expecting, like, in Wake Up Call with The Rock, he had an evil lady that helped yeah, him on the beach through the yeah. training, and I thought it would be a similar thing, but no, Renee doesn't make a peep. No, I think the thing I've taken away most from uh, Renee and Raphael's training is that if I lived on this part of the, the beach, I'd be pissed off that there was this obstacle course taking <laughs> yeah. up like, a large amount of it. All the goddamn time. Music that they use for this bit is the same music they use for the referees in their match at Invasion. Oh, really? What a fucking down, Nick Patrick. The honor of Earl Hebner. It takes a deep appreciation of sound effects like you have, Kevin, to be able to identify a sound effect that accurately. I mean, it is one of my all time favorite sound effects, I'm not going to lie. More tears this time, it's Jesse. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is fucking dark side. She's crying and she's on the phone. Like, I hope you're on the phone to your parents. She's on the phone to Big John. It's big, and uh, immediately he's panicked because she's like basically saying, "You're crying." I don't, I don't think I'm tough enough. And John is immediately panicking, like, "Oh, we can't fucking. We just got rid of Alicia. We I can't." I told you we should have gotten rid of her. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe, maybe you need to think it over a yeah. little bit more. Maybe talk we to me. To, no, eat something. Sleep on it. Sleep on it. Yeah. You know, talk to me tomorrow. You know what? I, I don't know if it's the gap between recordings, but how the fuck did Jesse end up on this show? It really feels perplexing at this She's point. She's got the heart and the drive yeah, for it. Like, she mm. does really want it. And she was doing well until this heart condition like developed. Like she was like actually like, still working out. Yeah. Yeah. Like that heart. was the thing. As soon as as soon as she got diagnosed with that, yeah. it'd be like done and now she's out of breath all the time she's yeah. like finding herself getting worse and worse done. every day in wrestling if they these days like you know I know since the wellness policy and all that but mm. like, I remember MVP mentioned that like, they had a heart scan yes. and they thought something was wrong and he was immediately taken off Dewdrop. she was yeah. you know, she had a bad reaction to COVID and they were like thought there was something wrong with her heart she hasn't been on TV for months yeah. and months because you know you can't play games with your no. heart in wrestling take no chances hell no this moment here where it's kind of Jesse realising that she has to leave. Mm. Compare this to another reality TV show they were a fan of. Like, in The Apprentice, when contestants opt to leave the process, yes. it's a lot more smooth sailing. They're like, uh, Lord Sugar, I don't want to do it anymore. And he's like, mm, well, it is a process, and you are, in fact, leaving it. So I, I wish you good luck with regret. Thank you so and, much, and Lord Sugar. Thank you. And they're thank off. You. Here, it's like, I don't know, last day of school or something like mm. that. I don't know, people are fucking... Yeah. In, 
Taken in hard. And what is it that gives away to everyone in the house that Jessie's clearly going to leave soon? Anyone catch this? She's not wearing gym clothes. She's wearing jeans, specifically. And like, her hair is wet. It's like you, you cut to like two or three different people being like, man, as soon as I saw Jessie, she was wearing jeans. I knew yeah. she was going to <laughs> It's the fact she's wearing jeans, not the fact she's literally crying, crying into a cereal. Yeah. No, like, it's the jeans. It'd be like if I saw Kevin wearing jeans and I'm like, mm, something's, <laughs> so yeah, something's no, going down. Yeah, so, so yeah. I knew the bulldog was winding up his running <laughs> He was rocking them dirty denims. Well, the tongue man said it's baby blue, but it's, it's the, the jeans. jeans. You leave the territory. Imagine a pair of baby blue jeans right now. There you go. Yeah, you're At out. At some point, you're out. Fucking hell. So, she's gone, and it's... Yeah, it's, Jessie's gone now. She, she just yeah. straight up leaves. Yeah, right. and I feel like they really want to go... Please don't go. Maybe your heart will heal. Like yeah. they, yeah. they, they don't, they don't have the reason there's, to keep her. Yeah, there's no. You taught me how to love again from Big. There's nothing. It's just like I'm <laughs> did, sorry. Bye. Did you catch what he said to her when she was leaving? No. Like he just says, "Look, I'm not going to try and make you stay. That wouldn't be fair to you, and it wouldn't be fair to Tough Enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the show will be hurt if yeah. you do." That. This dude is caring about the brand, Adam. Someone's gotta. So Adam, then where are we at with Jesse? What? What, what happened to her when she left the process? Now, I want to preface this whole next bit by just saying that in the last episode we did, in volume two of season two of Tough Enough, I think you said it, Billy, but we all agreed unanimously there just isn't a place in wrestling for Jessie in 2002. Someone like her just wouldn't have a slot mm. in WWF at that time. Now, bear that in mind, because straight after this, in October of 2002, she got hired as a stage manager by oh, WWF. She's... I Whoa. know, but she's married to... Tommaso Ciampa? She indeed is, Fucking Kevin. Fucking oh. She's worked at Free Youngs. She certainly has. She Amazing. worked on. She worked on Tough Enough 3 and she travelled full-time with the roster for a good couple years. Wow. Until 2004 when she decided she was going to go back to college and finish her degree. She did that and then while she was in college she got a job as an assistant director in TNA. Did that entire way through Excuse her studies. Excuse me? Yeah. These days she's a successful TV producer. She's working on like all sorts of reality TV. So she's jumped from wrestling into reality. WWE was her launching That's pad. Yeah, I, th- I think she may even have her own production company now. I'm trying to think like, of someone who's come out of Tough Enough and had that that, that is, successful. Of, yeah, okay. yeah. In terms of just like broad success, yeah. no matter what you define it as, like that's one of I the mean, best. Yeah, gotta be up there with Nowinski, and Nowinski yeah. has got the asterisk of like it was necessitated by a horrible injury yes. that happened yeah. to him. This is just like no, hey, that that's taken me by complete surprise. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I was blown away when I read that. Like, oh my god, so she's, a very successful yeah, career absolutely. off the back. Because she it. says when she's leaving, she when she leaves here that she says that it's I could have done this. It's just yeah. the intensity. I'm going to enroll myself in a wrestling school. I'm going to work out because mm-hmm. the way that toughness it tough enough is. <laughs> <laughs> the way that tough enough is, it's like one of those forty-hour driving courses. That's yes. right. Intensive. The intense where you're like, we'll we'll do two weeks and two days yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And then as soon as you're out of it, you forget everything that you've learned, yeah. yes. and you've just been given this license mm. to. Uh, that's what tough enough is. It's such a short space of time, and then you're told, you know, unless you're gonna get sent to fucking. Um, FCW, you're gonna get yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're you're getting you're on the main the roster. Fucking sort it out. If you don't sort it out, you're gonna get punched in the face by Chris Jericho. Pretty much. Like, and regardless of what you do, you'll be viewed as a failure. Or yes, or, yeah. No matter how some, good you yeah, are, there's no there's no way of coming out of this without. You will not. Thinking, you will. Yeah. No, there will never be. They they could make season after season after season of this. There will never be a 
top guy yes. that will come out no. of something like Tough Enough. No, and if, if they do come out, it won't be by winning Tough Enough. No, no that's it, because the people that have come closest, like The Miz or whatever, they didn't get the straight, like, I went on Tough Enough and I won kind of thing. That never leads to superstardom. Uh, sorry, sometimes I've been looking at Ryback's vision board recently. Uh, did he win Tough Enough? Big things in his Did he future. eat his vision board? Oh, he's got vision boards. No, I said, did he eat it? Did he eat it? <laughs> <laughs> On his YouTube channel. Very slowly. By was... putting the words in my body, I'm manifesting them into my reality. <laughs> manifesting into his own blood type. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy to hear that about Jesse, though. Yeah, great news. She's done great, yeah. I think there's often a disconnect between office and road crew, creative, what, mm. the non-wrestling people who still have to travel on the roads as much mm. as all of the other wrestlers and they're part of that grind and all that. And I kind of feel like, at least at this time anyway, where once you would have mm. gone into it, there's, there's kind of a disconnect there. And I think that's a great way to kind of show, hey, I get it. Like, I know yeah. it because I went that's through it. a fucking really ridiculous, high-intensity version of what yeah. you're doing all the time. And she's clearly very personable. Like, I don't think anyone's had any personal issues with her. So well, her and Alicia had, a fight, Alicia had that fight. They did, sorry. Yes, you're absolutely right there. That was messy, but I feel like, generally speaking, like, the trainers and everything, like, big, everyone no, seems to really liked like her. her. Like... But it's two big names for them to lose. You know, not necessarily people who felt like they were going to win the show. I felt like both. No, of them. but important cast members for yeah. sure. MTV are like no, and Kevin Dunn is like, <laughs> it's all right. We've still got Annie. Who? <laughs> oh, t- yeah. Come, come back to literally the last two episodes of this where I'm like, who's this? This blonde lady. Yeah. We don't see her. We've, here we've not had ever. an. We've not had any Annie stories well, yet. There's space for her on the card now that so many people are dropping out. Like, well, who's coming in for? pick me up who's delighted to be here to talk to the tough enough gang woo yeah baby it's the undisputed champion of the world the larger than life living legend and Stephanie McMahon's charge it's 2002 it's Chris Jericho and most importantly he's the lead singer of a little band you may have heard of Kevin it's on his t-shirt I'm talking fuzzy uh, sorry no, my autocorrect here says it's fizzy that's why <laughs> fizzy. Uh, fizzy I just the, I just wrote down as soon as I saw it it was him coming out of the, of the limo because he comes in a limo yes, of course the, he's the he heel limo but he's going to be so fucking ornery mm. we already know yeah, what he, he does, thinks he of he this he doesn't like this no, at he doesn't. the time he doesn't like us you know I was just before the heady days when he's introducing it and replacing a racist mm. but you know he said as much though in season one yeah yes. he was like I hate this shit no one any part of it Did Chris do you want to come here alright <laughs> well in fairness you'd get to go you'd want to come if you got to wear your band's t-shirt and yeah. he gets to dress like Big Show at his dad's funeral as that's well. right you know, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Le- the leather suit yeah. on with the black t-shirt and he's got his belts with him as well he gets to show off that he's the champion I hate this never quit shit does he know what's literally just happened because he's out there now going like no matter what you do no matter how hard it gets never Quit! Never! And if you quit, you're dead to me! And you'll never make it in this business! Never quit! Don't! Don't quit! Like her! She's a quitter! She's a quitter! Don't forget, never quit! Because it's only going to get harder. So if you quit now, you won't even have time to think about quitting later on! Oh my god, Chris! But also, chances are good that I'm probably never going to respect you anyway. Even if yeah. you never quit, I'm, you're still part of Tough Enough and I hate that shit, so... Well, you know what I hate, though, about this? Is that, like... The goalposts will always shift for this type of a person and what constitutes quitting. Because mm-hmm. there's people who get injured here where like, oh, you're a quitter, do you have enough heart? Yes. But Matt Morgan gets injured and he, he's not a quitter because he's nope. got a big future. We're like, look at you kids. That's it. We yeah. sent some of your jizz into space. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I actually learned in, re- in regard to him being approached... 
That's also what happened with Shad and John Morrison. Really? Ah. So Shad obviously failed his physical, yep. but they apparently immediately, as soon as he failed, it said, oh, I'm "Just going to come down to, mm. just going to come down to Florida over here." How, how soon do you? Um, I guess we have to save it for season three, but I'm wondering if someone like John Morrison is told mid-season, "Here, don't sweat it, kids. You'll be back. Mm. You'll be no back. No matter what, like, yeah." Kenny's got one question for Chris Jericho, who mm. looks very excited to answer questions. Yeah. Mm. Why did you change the way you do the walls of Jericho? It's a good question. Mm. Why, why did you stop doing the lion tamer I, and start doing that instead? I do actually know the answer. He did say in his well, book. Well, Jericho doesn't say no. here. He just says, let me put the lion tamer on you. And he gives <laughs> him the move. Yeah, the really sore one. Proper old school. Knee in yeah. the back. Like he's disrespecting a WCW cruiserweight. Was that meant to be sort of like, that's why I don't do it because it sucks for you? Like He said in his book the reason he stopped doing it is because they kept putting up in matches with people where he physically couldn't do it. Mm. So he wrestled Kane or a big yeah, show no, or whoever. Can't do it to them. He can't do it to them and then it was like well do you want it like he felt that they were getting kind of buried or the move was getting buried if he does it one way in one match and yeah. another way in another match so he just changed it and I think also as well like it was an easier setup then you know everyone mm. could do it the same way so he could set it up the same way yeah. I, I, mean, I think the walls of Jericho is a better move yeah, I, I mean, I, I love the old school I prefer tamer. the line tamer and I get the logic behind that but I hate that the idea is that then I can only do a shit version of this move on certain guys, so therefore I'll do the shit version for everyone. It's, it'd be like if Undertaker was like, well, I can only chokeslam Rikishi by lifting him up a little bit, so in fairness, I'm going to do that to everyone. Oh, you say so everyone gets chokeslammed off a helmet yeah, cell. Yeah, just <laughs> onto hay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember what people used to prefer to take on the playground. Because mm. I tell people, like, can I do the walls of Jericho? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I start putting the knee and go, what are you doing? Like, no, 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 someone no, no. clearly didn't play WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they run some drills. Yep, what a surprise. Uh, the remaining folks seem to be a much more on an even level. It feels like there's less of a, maybe a, um, a gap now. There's not yes. two people who are severely hurt yeah. or whatever it is. Linda asked the funniest question of the whole group. Yeah, Linda, I got a question. Yeah, Chris, um, What's it like being a smaller guy? Oh, yeah, she's straight <laughs> up to his face. She's, she's him off. Yeah. She's taller than him. Like, yeah. Fucking love. She's yeah. taller. She's probably got... She, like, Linda's a fucking... She's a tank. Oh, like, she is, yeah. You know? She's probably got more more abs and more biceps than most of the men on the roster mm, at the time. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Jericho was like, well, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's not like it was. It's not the 80s anymore. Size doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter anymore. Uh, now... We party. Yeah. yeah, they've learnt nothing. No, literally you know, nothing. Kenny says up. Kenny says that he doesn't want to doesn't want a, re- a repetition of what's gonna ha- what happened the other night. Okay. Pete doesn't care. Pete wants to get fucked up and fuck girls. Yeah, yeah. And we cut to the club where Jackie is stood surrounded by four men. Yeah. What is love? Yeah. Was, I mean, we're told that every single guy in the house fancies Jackie. Yeah. And then we end our episode with just Pete. Does, but she's got a boyfriend. But our episode literally ends on Pete trying to explain badly the area code rule. <laughs> What's the uh, area code if, rule? If, if you're in a different, if yeah, I drive far away. Yeah. If you're in a different postcode, it's fair game. Yes. Everywhere is a different postcode. Exactly. Yeah. So you're saying if I'm five houses down the road. <laughs> Carte blanche. Because yeah. it's adultery, yeah. Wow, Go I was for about it. that. Fucking hell. He also says, I think Jackie is very sexually attractive. <laughs> and then we see them all, the, the actual, the very end of the episode is all of them get into a hot tub late at night when they oh, come yeah. back and the camera slowly zooms out and it fades to black and it is so fucking sinister. <laughs> I want to unpack this 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 sinister end here because there is a lot going on, as you said. So she does have a boyfriend. I want to call it as well now, from, from having watched this clip a few times, I am convinced 
they're Jackie and Peter on ecstasy in this bit. They're touching each other's the way faces, rubbing. the way they're rubbing against each yeah. other. I mean, it it just seemed like oh, we've seen them drunk already lots. Mm. This yeah, this seems... doesn't seem like it's just them drunk, and it's not just horny energy either. I think no, there is no. definitely something a bit more going on there. So them being in a hot tub is cursed. Mm. Kenny Cook being obsessed in the hot tub with them is even more cursed. And it ended with him going, well, we'll just see what happens. Sexy music, a black screen, and then executive producer Kevin Dunn. I genuinely expected the camera to be like zooming out so that yeah. Christian Chris is there yeah. like <laughs> well, that, bumping over the bush. That's what I was expecting because the next episode is called Hot Tub Trouble. <laughs> and the, as soon I, as I, I saw man, that... you thought about and killing her? Like Christian Chris is just going to turn up here again. CK, the career killer. What is it about it? It's, it's uh, episode eight, folks. Here we go. I, would, I genuinely th- wonder if we're going to get something to do with a hot tub every season. Like it's, yes. the, it's the one defining like theme like every season of Married at First Sight like, oh it's the boys night this week yeah. like, oh it's the hot tub episode oh, tough enough God. I mean like I usually find the tough stuff is a breezy easy watch I mean yes. spoiler folks this episode's mostly arm drags yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was hard to go from the end of that episode to then go manually onto the main menu no you can't continue you can no, go no. to the next season mm-hmm. then go back go to season 2 scroll all the way across to episode number 8 see Hot Tub Trouble and see the screen cap which is Jackie bawling her eyes yeah. out yeah. <laughs> maybe, some, maybe some trouble happened in that there oh, hot tub God. let's find out well we're in the hot tub gang and it's a good night everyone's got their glasses of Pepsi and Kenny says that girls with partners on their own is an opportunity I see it all the time man <laughs> What do you mean? You prey on women in relationships? Literally. I see it all the time. What you see ladies about, do you? And you just decide, I'm going to have sex with them then. Doesn't matter if they've got a partner. This whole situation is so awkward. They're all sitting in there, you know, they're spilling drinks and all that. Because we've got in the tub, we've got Hawk, Linda, Kenny, Pete and Jackie. The gang. The gang. Linda and Hawk, I don't know where Jake is during this situation. Somewhere far away. He can smell hot tub troubles are brewing. So Linda and Hawk leave and Jackie and Pete start getting amorous and Kenny is just sat there, just next to them just the whole watching. time, just, just watching. Him and his stunner like a fucking yeah. weirdo. <laughs> really fucking. Get weird. Out. What like, is he doing? So awkward. You know, he crossed the threshold of having an erection, of leaving them because now that he he's there, he can't stand up. He can't stand up. And I'll say, folks, when he did get out. There was the very, very, very coordinated... Quick turn. Quick turn and yeah. tug of the shorts. Yeah. Oh, don't you hate when the water gets in and gives you a yeah. big erection? Uh, Looks like I've got two dicks. Oh, and, my God. And I would, been... like, there's no way I could be in a hot tub with my friend. No. My friend's making out no. with, a, with somebody. And, and I'm there going like... Yeah, well, <laughs> there's what? no way that would happen. Really, I'm starting to realise why Kenny King sees it all the time because he's often in a hot tub watching. <laughs> yeah. He loves to watch. They're like doing the sort of weirdest, not not to shame, but floppiest making out I've ever seen. Like, there's, a lot of t- there's a lot of just like open, at, like tongue out, tongue it's, licking. Again, it they're seems like that. Yeah, literally they're out drinking of Drinking more hot like, tub water than they are kissing each other. And they're, right? they're making out for like ten minutes before Kenny is eventually like. Whoa, I'm not going to get in the way of this. <laughs> like, Sorry, do you guys like each other? I, no. he's, he's finished, so he's going. I like, right, well, I finished, gang. I'm, I'm going I'm to go to bed. I apologise if the hot tub feels a bit saltier now. Okay, Billy. <laughs> I was going to say this is a fucking cursed soup they're making. Gosh! But as he leaves, we, you know, they kiss a bit more, then we get you know, the fade to black. 
Next morning, they <laughs> an immediate shot of a photo of Jackie's boyfriend. A heart-shaped frame yeah. with his face in it. Everyone in this episode wears all black. And mm. I think it's it, maybe the producers snuck out the clothes. Yep. The music the next morning is like you got the bad ending in a J-Orp. Yeah. yeah. It's all like, blah, blah, blah. This is like the most thematically strong episode we've had. Because the night before, when they're making out, they're like falling around and they knock a mug over and it smashes. And the next day, you get like the sort of wet day outside of the, the remnants of the mug left behind. Oh, the regret sinking in. I can't remember who it is who's actually cleaning up. I think it's Kenny goes it's out Kenny there and he's like, man, what happened out here, dude? I mean, I know what happened because I sat and watched most of it, but like, wow, that was crazy. What, what continues to happen after I leave? Well, I actually so, watched it from the window over there, so I got to see the rest of it as well. So Jackie has got big regrets immediately. Uh, she has big regrets from the morning after the night mm. before. And Pete. He has a different opinion. He called Jackie sexy man, and I kissed her. We get amazing editing here where Jackie, Pete, and Annie have gone out shopping together, and we get cutaways between Jackie and Pete giving their side of the story. And Pete's like, Man, I had a great time last night. It was brilliant. I can't wait to see what Jackie thinks of it. Cut to her. I really, 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 really regret what happened last night. <laughs> Cut to Pete. We didn't do anything wrong, man. It was so much fun. We it was didn't good. do anything Cut wrong. Cut to Jackie. Mistakes were made. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, at this point, I felt like they were implying that they had sex. They, they least, may as yeah. whether or not they had sex is really like Besides the beside point, the, point the point at this point. Like, Lines have been crossed. Yeah. It, it wasn't like oh, we got a little bit carried away and we had a kiss. It was like no, you made out for like an hour. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter whether they I, did. I it. don't get the vibe that they did has have sex. Don't yeah. think. I think so. it was just some heavy petting. Yeah, very fucking heavy petting. Well, they tried to have sex, but Kenny King kept coming. To yeah, <laughs> what are you guys up to? Walking, walking like a dog. Can, like, can I get? I can't sleep. Can I do? Can I get in with you I guys? And then, and then Big comes in. Woo, slipper party. <laughs> Big John's the Saint Bernard of the family. Like, <laughs> I love how we can all hang out like this, guys. It's oh, great. No. Woof woof. You think we'll be friends forever? <laughs> oh, is a dog licking my feet again? Jesus. No, it's Jesus. Big John. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's nothing I want less to happen to me when I'm hungover and have fucking Bob Holly show up to my house. Oh my god. I'll tell you, that white Smackdown shirt. It's blinding. Because oh, they free from UPN. It looks amazing. I love that. And then Ivory just turns up and is just like, I need to brush my teeth immediately. <laughs> just goes to the women's yeah. bathroom. All right, I, I always thought this about Ivory, and I mean it in the nicest way possible. She's a very weird lady. She is. <laughs> yes, she is. And I she think really is. If you're a, a wrestler from that era and you're a woman and you've been through, like, she, from Glow onwards, she's mm-hmm. seen it all. I think you only survive in wrestling if you are a bit of a weirdo. Yes. You know? And she's, <laughs> she's just using someone else's toothbrush. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that was hers, right? I think she had it with well, her. Well, I'm going to show up to your house with my toothbrush and go to your bathroom and use it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But she's a wrestler. She's always got her gear. But for some reason, Jackie's in an honest mood, so she just straight yeah. tells Ivory... I kissed uh, Pete. I kissed Pete. And Ivory just does a huge scream laugh. She cackles at this. Yeah, I kind of felt like... Maybe you were assuming because Ivory was a girl that you could tell her this and you would get some yes. sort of a sage wisdom of advice. She just laughs hysterically and then goes, in fairness, Jackie, if you get the job, there's going to be plenty of that. Oh, yeah. no. What, yeah. Did, what did she mean by that? Lots of, like, cheating on your partner? Lots of guys coming after you? I think... Or just lots of kissing? Lots of temptation, maybe. Right, yeah. 
I feel like I've got the impression based on shoots I've seen with Ivory that Ivory is someone that likes to have a lot of fun on the yeah, road yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. And I imagine she has you, quite you a don't remind me of Are We There Yet now. Come on now. No, 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 yeah. no. We're not getting into that. But I feel like she has quite like a sort of a laid back kind of approach to a lot of things like this. And so from her point of view, it's probably like, oh, geez, you kissed Pete last night. That's awkward, isn't it? Like, In fairness I don't as think well. she's grasped like, no, this woman is actually freaking out that she's betrayed her partner. Because like, you, know, you can imagine as well, like, we're, we're all lads in our 30s now. If you saw somebody who was like 20 and they're like, oh, I'm upset because of my partner. You know, mm. I've had it. You kind of, you can't help but be like, oh, you know, you, you feel kind yeah. of ah, yes, you feel like this now, it's mm-hmm. the past or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a bit of that as well, because yeah. Jackie, you know, they're all fucking super crazy young here. They are. You know? They all just look old because they're fucking on painkillers and working so and hard. They're, they're on, like, what, week two or week three of, yeah. you know, what is going to be the rest yeah. of your life if you want to live this lifestyle. Like. Well, they've got a gentle change of plans here today. <sighs> Jack specific, we're going to make figures. What the fuck is this? Well, yeah. Yes! What the fuck is this? In the teaching industry, we call this a jolly, Adam. Uh, a jolly! It's an away day where nothing is gained. I wonder, <laughs> like, is there somewhere that legit you can get, like, a, a Jake action figure or a Hawk action figure? There's, like, one. Oh, one of oh, one. There's one. Who's got it? You gotta ask the Major Brothers. The like, most expensive know, like... Jacks figure of all time. There's a fucking point. We never get to see no. the toys, no. do we? It's, we see them get scanned the in and we maybe see them Maybe they'll get shipped out to where they go on holiday. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. they're gonna go to China and they're gonna see them get made oh. in a fucking factory with no rules. <laughs> <laughs> I did a little bit of a look up about old Carl Meyer here, the man behind oh. Gentle Giant Studio where they get scanned mm. one of the biggest biggest like companies or originators of doing the whole digital scanning technology huh. they did I didn't realise they had it this far back yeah. they did. I remember specifically all the Lord as the a child stuff was like, done by this group as well they advertised it on the packaging of the figures yeah. where it's like this isn't just Road Dog that's the real Road Dog's face right there that's why he's like <laughs> <laughs> every figure of him he's in agony and the first First one that they did, I read this up. It was all the uh, the Maximum Sweat figures. They were all the they were all scanned in digitally. No, they were. They were. No. Uh, yeah. They gave the wrestlers Titan and That's then they it. scanned it's them. It's Gentle Giant Studio, so they pumped them up full of toxics, <laughs> toxin, and they. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Gunn's still riding high off the first dose. All he literally years. looks <laughs> like Maximum Sweat nowadays. They're still in business. They're they're kind of. Their technology was kind of, you know, Matrix figures, all, all the kind yeah, of yeah. the high end. They're not toys, they're collectibles. Yeah, you all, know? all the big licenses. Those were all done by them, and uh, yeah, pretty interesting uh, to see they had the tech this far back. But... That's awesome. You know, if, if I wanted to watch like a reality show of what it's like to work in the action figure industry, that would be really great. For sure. This is about what it's like to be a wrestler, though. I was going to ask you who do you think is the most toyetic out of all of them? Like, Hawk. Who, who, yeah? Hawk. Hawk! When, 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 when they scan, I don't think to look at him, no, but when they scanned in Hawk and his face, his he's, got model, the Mac, he's got the fucking Mac. Max Payne That's face. it, yeah. yeah. When, they, when they show you him in profile, you get to see his jaw rendered in 3D. Uh, yeah, I think thing. it's Hawk or Jake. Oh, yeah, Jake for sure. Yeah, no, Jake. They literally are big as watching Jake being scanned. He's like, my God, he's remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's salivating. The, 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 guy, the, the, the guy who's scanning them says that Jake stayed stiller than yes. anybody has ever like a, the actual wrestlers because yes. all the wrestlers all do their peck yeah. dance yeah. but J- J- Jake has taken the perfect 3D scan he literally managed to like go into hibernate mode or whatever in, in a cutaway Big goes 
Jake is so marketable. His downfall, though, is that he hasn't picked up on how to wrestle. <laughs> ah, damn it! That's a little speed bump. There. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. He could still be a great himbo character. Yeah. You know what? Law of averages. I'm calling it right now. Is that 2002? It's his to lose because he has a look. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yes. Definitely. definitely. They are always in the market for a lump of clay back in 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Jackie fesses up on the phone to her boyfriend. But not really. No, she's she... just like, no, so nothing happened. Mm. How far to go? Well, it's a peck on the lips. There was no. She knows she's literally she says, says there was no. There kissing. was no kissing or anything like that. How about Jackie Gator? We get version 1.0 of the story, <laughs> aka the truth. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah! Matt can't stand liars, but like, <laughs> especially when he does himself. He he rages himself when he does that. Like. I don't know what she expects from this because this is just like you know i'm gonna i'm I'm pretty sure i'm gonna break up with my girlfriend but maybe i won't i'll send her a letter they're gonna see the episode or you know like Mm. it's he will find out if you're lying to him yes yes he'll see this on tv but god be with the days though when this is all done on fucking shoot phone calls Mm. and letters and fedexes and all that jesus christ this feels like it should have happened over text message like but yeah she goes yeah, there's no kissing, anything like that. That then turns to, it was a friendly peck, that's it, on the lips. And then it cuts to Pete, he's like, man, why'd she have to tell him? Why'd like, she tell him? Yeah. It was good. It's blowing yeah, my did, good time. We did nothing wrong. Like, you know? And then her boyfriend is like, well, I'll tell you something, Jackie. Just like you walked out on me last night, I'm walking out on you. Hang up. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're breaking <laughs> up. <laughs> and more or less, an immediate cut to Pete, and he's like, ka-chow. <laughs> <laughs> and then the episode ends with Al Snow going, and that's what we call hot tub trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he buys a single red rose and leaves yeah. it on her bed. What producer put that Egypt up to this? You imagine them going back, I told him to give a roast. You did not stop. I did, I told the fucking He's actually, no, he's fucking doing it, he's fucking doing it. Absolute madman. Look, he's going back, he's going to give her chocolates as well. Oh, fucking idiot. Fuck me. So horrible. It's that time for some arm drags. So put the kettle on, folks. Yep. This is a lot of arm drags. It's a lot of arm drags. You've seen one, you've seen them all, I think. That's Adam Bibelow's review of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Ric Flair from the Shy Town Rumble in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love a good arm drag is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. I, I don't like an arm drag, but like, There's we don't need to see this many arm drags. <laughs> you know what? I'm, re- I'm getting all passionate now. I love a really good arm drag where, like, they talk about here where <laughs> He's it's... has got tears in his <laughs> eyes. I love it. Like... <laughs> It's one of the only moves where it feels like someone's been like properly like wow. thrown. Whipped over the but ring. It's like feather touch, you know? Mm. Like imagine the, the, the Undertaker doing an arm drag and he's like, mm. and he just kind of floats and the person yes. floats with him. And they say here, there should be no muscle behind it. It's no. all pivot technique. I could just see Taz watching arm drags for hours with his son learning the technique. Like, <laughs> I Honestly, it's great. I will say though, you can find out who's not so good at this. And yeah, as previously stated, Jake, he don't know an arm drag from an arm band. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking sucks. He's like... Yeah, real bad. I don't know who he's more of a danger to, him or the arm of his opponent, but he's landed on his own head yeah. trying to give someone an arm drag. This stage in the game. Got another visitor. Who's coming this time? Is it another young stud who secretly resents all of these tough enough contestants? It's Egg. Here he is. Egg is given no fucking fancy dinner. They have fucking 
Passed mm-hmm. and bred. This feels like a sort of a passing thing where like Edge is on his way to Titan Towers all over. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I was meant to swing by the tough enough studio today. He literally going to divorce Valdez's sister. Just comes by and has lunch with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's telling them how it's all work right now. It's not about bodies. Yeah. It's I. I think in O2, maybe he's on SmackDown. I guess you could make that argument that the product seems like it's going that way. At that way. point in time. It'll go right back. Yeah. <laughs> but no, For a long to time. be fair, like him, Benoit, Jericho, there is proof that like you don't have to be a giant guy. He's saying here it's not the bit it's not the era of the big guys anymore, and it immediately cuts to Jake looking really surly. Like, <laughs> Better eat more and get bigger, I'll show you. <laughs> I mean he mentions that the hardest part of being a wrestler is the no time off. Yes, yes and says that your relationships will suffer. Yeah. Take it from me, Edge, who was just divorced, and next year. Gonna get me some as well. Oh god! Guys leave their partners everywhere. I see it all the time, man. On the road. My My friend Matt, crazy. Matt Hardy just sat in the hot tub with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah! (laughs) Let me tell you, folks. You may have thought at points in your life that your parents maybe weren't there for you, or your people you're close to weren't there for you. But even if they weren't there for you, no one's. No one's been as cold a shoulder to cry on. No port in a storm than Jackie Gator's fucking mother. She is like, if you had a panic attack and worried, the worst thing your mother could react. And, and then it happens. And it happens. Yeah. And it's somehow worse. She's literally like, Mom, I have something to tell you. What did you do? I, I made a mistake. How could you? You've thrown away your life. How did you let this happen, Jackie? You're never going to be happy. Oh. Those are direct quotes, folks. Like, her her mum's voice, like, she sounds like she's hurt and she's shaking. Mm. She's like, how could you? Like, proper yeah. shame. Like. But mom, I just meant, no, Jackie, you listen to me. You have blown your entire future. Yeah. Fix yeah. it. You have to know. Oh, my God. I get, I get big, like, vibes that, like, um, Jackie's ex-boyfriend's mum is, like, her best friend. Yes. Or something like that, yeah. 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 Something like that. I, I mean... Fuck me. It's that's horrible. Maybe her mum's never seen reality TV or wrestling doesn't know. And that's the thing as well. She says a few times, like, you're doing this stupid fucking thing that we all hate and now you've, you've broken up with your boyfriend? Oh. Ah! Don't, don't worry. Maybe she'll say something nicer when, when, we, when we hear from her again in a bit. Yeah, uh, maybe oh, she's just right. emotional right now and reacting angrily. It is, um, yeah, it's it's sad to see. I mean, I know Jackie Gaylor gets fucking, got a lot of, a lot of, Jip and a lot of uh, grief for how shit she was in the ring and all that. And I think, you know, she was put out into the world of wrestling maybe very much undercooked and underprepared. I mean, there's a legendary... I think of Jackie Gade in tears, the thing I always think of is Trish Stratus breaking down into tears after her match with Jackie Gade, because apparently it was so bad. And, like, you know, those aren't the good tears in wrestling, like, you know. But I feel like what she's going through here, she's getting a bit of a gold star next to her name because she's making for fucking... Very compelling television. Yes. I, I'm not saying that as like, oh, I want to see this, but it's like, it's a, someone going through the worst time in their life. You can't help but look at this and be like, it fucking draws you in. Oh, yeah. the MTV folks are fucking like, yeah, they're ecstatic at this. And it makes her sympathetic in some way because like, it was a mistake and she shouldn't have done it, but she is like, so remorseful and trying so mm. hard to try and make it right. And we haven't mentioned it, but all throughout this little arc here, we keep cutting to Pete at various times being like, 
man, I just I don't get it. What's going on, man? I thought things were going good with me and Jackie. Like he, he is still determined. Mm. He's like, tell her, tell your mom about the area coach. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, like it's fine. Get Kenny on. He'll explain. He's, he sees all the time. Like Alistair laying out tombstones as well. He just uh, all his bits are being cut. Yes, they are lined up with the names on them and all that. They're nope. literally just cut. Around yeah, just cut that. around Al's They're bits. probably getting too long-winded and theatrical. Uh, the highlight of this bit is that Pete, who was distracted, nearly knocks himself out yeah. doing an arm drag. Yeah, yeah. This, this is where Al says that everyone has to wrestle an invisible man. Yes. Oh. Which I think is a great way to teach somebody yes, how to become sure. a wrestler. That is a great exercise. Because it means you're kind of, I don't know, you're you're being conscious of of something else other than yourself. Yeah. I think. yeah, and like you were saying with the arm drag, you shouldn't be using any sort of like lifting strength in an arm drag. Mm. It's all about the cell and going over. So you yeah. should be able to do that without a second person mm. there to help you. And Al Snow will know because he wrestled himself once on Raw for the hardcore title. Yes, right? that's true. He did the open challenge, no one answered, and he wrestled himself. And you know what? It was fucking garbage, but he got people chatting with him for five minutes. Yeah. And it, yeah. you know, he, he was... Not many people would go out and do that and be able to no. get a crowd to react, you know? That's so... True. He's saying, and I think as well, like, you know, when I first watched Tough Enough, and I think a lot of people took it for granted, it's like, oh, it's Al Snow, whatever. Like, what what does he know? You think about the gimmick that he did and the length of time he was around. Mm-hmm. He knows his onions. That's yeah, it. he does. You may not like the flavor, you know, and you may not like the, the same style, because I disagree with a lot of stuff about him. I can't watch a shoot interview with Al Snow, because yes. I just find his opinions a bit, like, grating at times about how things should be done in wrestling. But he does, you know, if you want to hear from someone who knows what you're talking about, he's he's that person. I trust him more than Bob Holly yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah, Heard him for real. There's a little uh, interesting tidbit for you here is that the guy that helped co-write and ghost author Bob Holly's book actually ghost authored for Al Snow as well. Really? So maybe oh. that could be an interesting little bibliotech diversion sometimes. Chavo Guerrero's book is next, like. Chavo Guerrero? Oh, he's one of the, I would say he's doing all the, uh, he's going for all the yeah. top of the Tough enough oh, uh, baby, give me that. That give me fucking there. ivory. That's the one I'm really wanting. Someone give ivory a fucking book. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> is there anything more 2002 than being FedEx some lyrics from your soon to be Fuck me. Are you kidding Fuck me? What? Oh boy, a FedEx. What is it? <laughs> it is how you remind me of I really am. I hate you. We broke up. I told you by a FedEx. What a fucking. What? Hey, what an expensive way to yeah. diss your Fed fucking... Wow. That's going to put you on the back foot. Yeah. God almighty. We, we didn't say before, but she has been calling him whenever she can, and he keeps hanging yeah. up every She'll single be like, time. Hi. Oh, that's MTV. He didn't send the lyrics. He yeah. sent a letter being like, why can't I get through to you? It's no. very funny sending lyrics. It's so funny. It's, it's very funny. Very teenage. I thought you would have outgrown this at this point, but I think it's worth pointing out. Because like, that's it. It's like, you know, I look back at someone in their 20s and be kind of, you kind of go, oh, you're in your 20s. You're not a teenager anymore. And I kind of think, you know, you carry over a lot of stuff from your teen years yeah. and festers a little bit. And I think, this lad, this isn't the first time he's fed extra lyrics, is all I'm thinking. No. Yeah. He's got a whole binder full of them, you know, for mm. the different situations. This is cause you kiss someone from another <laughs> postcode. <laughs> time to ring Jackie's mum again. You deserve this! I, he should have he, he should have broken up with you quicker. No, she's, no, he aw- been... she's awful. She says he should have been more strict with you. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> she's sick. She's sick of these nineties, two thousands men who who respect a woman's autonomy. Give, give you too much freedom and too much support. She like, she, like, she's like your daughter be given something to think yeah. about. Like. She's like <laughs> a stone's throw away from saying that her daughter should be barefoot in the kitchen Literally, yeah. Like it's horrible. Uh, yeah, uh, mom is. Uh, she's mom awful. is awful, and she's also like. And the thing as well that's so shocking right at the moment is that even now, like two phone calls in, she's like, I just still can't believe. No, um, how, I'm how, so ashamed of I, you. I'm still not processing it. Sorry, I'm still shocked. I'm not going to get you a Christmas present this year. Actually, it's it's, it's either that it's either that boyfriend is a family friend son. Yes, or she has been cheated on. Mm. But, 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 but mom has been cheated yes. on in the past. It's a specific. Is it like the, the way that she's acted? It's what, it has mm. to be one of those two things. Wait till she finds out about the ecstasy. <laughs> oh god! So th- this is really dark side. Oh yeah, really yeah. horrible to see. Bring back the arm drags. And yeah. now we cut back to Pete. It's like, oh Pete, yeah, he's the other side of this situation. What's where's his head at at the minute? He's, he's upset now. As he's well. depressed. He's depressed because he's like, man, Jackie doesn't want to go out with me anymore. Man, I really like her, but she keeps calling me a mistake. And he says here, like, I- I'm gonna try man I'm still gonna try I'm not gonna give up because if I don't try this now I'm gonna spend my whole life thinking why didn't I ever get with that girl from Tough Enough <laughs> that I mean, girl from Tough Enough he's such a fucking dink I can't help but feel sorry for him at this point oh, he's clueless he is so fucking mm. clueless he's a dumbass very self-centred oh yeah. yeah Jackie is crying no he, he's self-centred hour. but you do there's, there's when, when people are that self-unaware, mm. I think that, that I I I, I like have a certain level of empathy for someone yeah. when they're not self-aware. It's like when you see like absolute lunatics go on like X Factor or Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. Just like I kind of feel like this is his first rodeo in terms of doing this type of a thing. He doesn't yeah. feel like a player is doing this. No, I definitely feel not. If Kenny King got his way in the hot tub, this would have been a much. I don't think Kenny King would be like, "Oh, I wish I could be my girlfriend." Like, yeah. I don't think he'd be doing that. Like this, True. this adds the lesser of two evils, but he's still a fuckwit. Feels like the drama and her handling and openness of this whole thing has given her a gold star by her name, though, from MTV. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. She's definitely one of the favourites now. She's A1 for, for, yeah. for MTV. And that is the most depressing episode of Tough Enough I've ever seen. I think it is. Yeah. Probably the bleakest, yeah. Caption, caption. Contest, contest. Huh. These captions almost read... Almost like a tombstone. Hey, it's your old pal. It's me, Captain Kevin. Join us, am always, by Adam... The better than Raven, he's the Maven Bibolo. How are you doing? Okay, that's twice in one episode that you've called me Maven now. I'm telling you, right? Feels like my entire life I've had more faith in Maven getting over than literally anyone else, including Maven. And you, Adam (laughs) Bibolo. You've got more faith in Maven than I do? Or are you saying you've got more faith in Maven than you've got faith in me? No, what I'm just saying is I like the idea of Maven a lot. The concept. And I, I trust you more than most people I could possibly think of trusting. And I thought those are two things that could go hand in hand together. You know, I'm just saying maybe Maven to get to the next level needs to pass on that moniker like they did with Mr. Wrestling or whatever. I see. Right, be... I can be Maven too. Exactly. And don't be, you know, you, you could be like the nature boy Ric Flair as opposed to the nature boy Buddy Roberts, except your story won't end in uh, a financial ruin. <laughs> Well, that's a cheery thought, thank you. It is. <laughs> I know? appreciate the good fortune. It is. You can only go onwards and upwards with this moniker, is what uh-huh. I'm saying. You know? uh-huh. There's yeah, a lot there's, to go here. There's a lot of room to grow. There's a lot of room to grow. And hey, this caption contest is sponsored by one of our fellow Podcrabs podcasts. 
That's right, folks. It's time for you to learn all about the fabulous world of Subcultured. Subcultured is a comedy podcast about strange and unusual subcultures from all across this fabulous globe of ours. Tune in to learn about the niche and oft unexplored worlds of elevator enthusiasts, radical honesty, ghost hunters, nudists, real-life vampires, and most importantly, four! 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 From the mean streets of Detroit, Michigan, Rhino with his vor at everyone in ECW. That's how the company went out of business, Michael Cole. <laughs> and of course, there's someone very near and dear to your heart that is actually on Subcultured, correct, Kevin? That's right. Uh, it is co-hosted by my wife, Joe Graham, alongside Ben, Jake, and Jacob. They they have a lot of fun with this, despite the fact, Adam, that they are immersing themselves in sometimes baffling worlds and you not lived until you've been married to someone who now is exposed to the belief of quantum immortality that's it like i get concerned about joe as a friend when i hear that she's been diving deep into the world of water for instance like oh i'm learning about the water <laughs> subculture all i'm saying adam is that there was a little bit there where the podcast first started out a couple of years ago where i thought she may in fact become a juggalo and we managed <laughs> to just skirt around the edge of that and now she's just talking about being immortal all the time and and that's, that's her being radically honest, and I'm quite happy with that fact. But look, if, like myself, you're someone who's been fascinated by all the kind of weird little niches in the world, and I know that with the internet these days, it feels like niches are more widespread and well-known, but that being said, there is a lot to find out here, and the episodes I've found uh, I've always enjoyed the most have always had a little bit of that Louis Theroux's weird weekend, kind of unearthing something that you're familiar with, but really understanding what it's all about and having a laugh along the way. There's a lot to be said for that. They're available wherever you get your audio, Adam, and you can catch them on the socials at Subcultured Cast. And make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and check out this fabulous podcast from the world of Podcrabs, brought to you by our very own Joe Graham. And the tourism board for Subcultured would like to apologize for this message, apparently. Well, I appreciate that. I think that's only it's only fair. <laughs> Nothing like starting a caption contest with an apology. <laughs> a heartfelt apology. That's why I've always said you start these with a home-cooked meal and a heartfelt apology. But you won't be apologizing if you opt to sponsor your podcast, your website, your project, your thing here on the Attitude Podcast. We're rolling into season number five, and there are spots available in upcoming caption contests. If you're interested and want to get your stuff plugged in front of our tens of thousands of unique listeners, all I can say is everyone who's ever sponsored on this show has had a very, very good time indeed with regards to the uptake. And we've had a lot of repeat viewers and a lot of repeat business as a result of that. If you're interested, add it to your podcast at gmail.com, subject sponsorship, or head over to the Patreon for any and all inquiries. And like you said, Kevin, we've got season five coming up, and I want to say to anyone that's thinking about sponsoring the caption contest, you want to get hardcore, you want to get extreme, you want to sponsor the ECW One Night Stand 2006, fuck! I never miss a fucking caption contest, man. Hey, hey, look, if you don't sponsor the ECW episode, Erksman will. And that's all I'll say about that, okay? <laughs> but speaking of caption contests, Kevin, what is our tough enough themed caption contest picture du jour? I'll tell you, there's nothing quite as chaotic as scanning through the tough enough episodes for an appropriate screenshot and the chaos that it will weave. 
and we have the unlikely dream team, the smiling duo of leather jacket wearing Chris Jericho with his fuzzy t-shirt. That's yep. right, Mongoose McQueen is in the house. <laughs> and he's joined by, that's right, it's Mr. Hardcore to the Bone himself, Hardcore Holly. That's his t-shirt that says Hardcore to the Bone. It is fucking ghoulish and uncanny seeing Bob Holly with a legitimate grin on his face. <laughs> it's legitimately ghoulish and scary to see Bob Holly with a legitimate Bob Holly piece of merchandise. Yeah, right, that's torso. a good point. That exists. They gave one to me, they gave one to Crash Holly, and then they <laughs> chopped the guy who made it. <laughs> so, in a little diversion from how we usually do things, Kevin, I'm going to be taking us through the captions on facebook.com forward slash Attitude Era podcast. I'm over here at AE Podcast. If Elon Musk will let us, that is. Whoa! Oh, have you paid your $8 to access the captions here, Kevin? No, I have not. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Thanks very much, folks, for uh, joining the contest. Um, as, as we said, we weren't able to afford the access this time, so next time, maybe. Kicking us off on Facebook, we've got Tom Bread and Roses here who says, Bob Holly may have gone too far with bullying the Tough Enough contestants by booking Fozzy to play after practice. <laughs> it's just... Jericho and the gang all playing there, and Kenny King's like, uh, yeah. Bob's like, do you respect me now? Huh? Taz looking surly with a big frown on his face. <laughs> CPA wrestles here, the only man in this caption contest who's got a pinfall loss against the giant Paul White. <laughs> Every single person like Hardcore Holly, who's a friend of mine, who was bit by a wrestling bear, and is now is a wrestling bear, you piss on them as well. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we established in canon that Bob is a werebear after that incident. Jordan Brent Carter here says, Jericho and Bob were both watching the monitor intently. I gotta tell you, Chris, when you said your wife was going to be part of this year's insurrection, I thought you meant the pay-per-view across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> what a coup of a caption that was. Can't believe we uh, managed to steal that one in here. Got a lot of variations on this one, I will say. And it's not because it's the best variation. It's because it's the closest to the tweet that I've seen. Andrew Rich here. Chris Jericho and Bob are excited for their new line of sparkling wines. A little bit of the Bob Holly. Hey, very nice. Nice, nice, nice. Nice throwback to 2019, baby. Now, Samuel Moffat here has really gone above and beyond to write a parody song, which we often love in the caption contest. Please. But unfortunately, it is to the tune of Sandpaper by Fozzy, a song that I have absolutely no knowledge of whatsoever. So thank you very much, Samuel. I'll tell you what, everyone at home who knows it, sing along in your head and um, <laughs> think of a funny caption, I guess. Nick Ballantyne here, Jericho. But if any of you ever need a favor, just look for the happiest guy in Tough Enough. Everyone turns to look at Bob. <laughs> well, not me, friends. He's talking about himself. But thanks for looking. Pedro Hodges here. The big shot finally found that rapscallion who stole his motorbike colorized. That's a nice Aww. kind of rascally ending to what was a story involving a man set up into the small hours of the morning with a loaded handgun. With a loaded handgun. With a loaded handgun. That explains why Bob's smile is so chilling because it is the smile of a man who has just gotten vengeance, I think. Like, that yes. is a bloodthirsty smile. <laughs> Matt Squire's here. And don't think I've forgotten about you, Jericho! Serial <laughs> Box 64. My fellow Americans, 
I'm pleased to tell you today that I've signed legislation that will outlaw bears forever. <laughs> we begin bombing in five minutes. For fuck's sake. Jacob Dickens. Fozzy? Like Fozzy Bear? The bear? The bear that done took my hair? I love the amount of bear theming that we're getting across here just by virtue of Bob being around. I love that. I love that. I love that a lot. And I'll tell you what, every time you do a new JID video and your skills at animation get even better, that long ruminating Bob versus the bear animation, <laughs> you know. We did it on Fire Pro Wrestling. It's already happened, Kevin. It's happened. It's done, okay? <laughs> Solid opinion here. The tag team of Jericho was a failure in both in terms of wrestling and music. <laughs> Jericho. Jericho. Dave Heath. Congratulations, rookies. You're all going on the Jericho boat cruise. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. That is the perfect level of cursed treat for Tough Enough. I mean... The only way it can be more cursed is that if we get a below-deck Jericho Cruise spin-off that I've been pitching <laughs> to, to Big Match Tony Khan, like, you know, and uh, it, I'm just saying is that it would be a new level of reality. I'm Camille here. Even Andrew's just walked in with a big red book and a camera crew. <laughs> it's your life, for fuck's sake. We go on here from Trigglypuff. Adam standing behind Kevin, knowing he's going to form another coalition with Billy, in the next oh, boys now come on um, now interesting that a fan uh, not me a fan would think that would happen why would they think that Adam? why would they think that the people are just trying to stir up shit they're trying to cause drama within the boys picks community because they fucking loved what happened last time Kevin, don't you worry about a thing, baby. We got five years of good times ahead of us. They loved solid. what happened last time. What? I got engaged. What? They loved That's playing. not the headline takeaway from what happened. <laughs> People love the controversy. I'm just saying, right? Marriages last, but boys' picks are frivolous. <laughs> wow! What? You hear the way he's talking about boys' picks, everybody. What? what? We're not doing Blade Trinity anymore, am I? Am I right thinking that? Right? You're not yeah, putting that forward? We're not, and we're not doing that precisely because it's not frivolous. We have to be very calculated and careful about this. What am I meant to do with all these 8 by 10s of Ryan Reynolds I got in my basement? We've got all these glossy photos of Triple H's Jarko Grimwood or whatever his name was. Jarko Grimwood. Isn't he in Fozzy? <laughs> Jarko Grimwood in Fozzy. I saw he was. He's the drums, I think. Going here from uh, Smoochie Wallace. That's what I love about these rookies, man. The more I get over, the more they stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> Joshia Matthews here with a nice American Psycho themed close-up on Bob Holly's face. <laughs> Something horrible is happening inside of me, and I don't know why. And then Ryan R.J. Campbell replies with, let's see Paul Allen's lockup. <laughs> Stuart Stevenson, if Bob Holly is smiling at you like that, you know you're about to get stiffed so hard you wake up in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like he's got the post-stiffing glow here. Like he's already done it. And that's why he's got the smile. I don't know. He could be just about to lick his lips there as he's about to get himself a piece of that ass. Butch Fatal here, who's done a fabulous job of photoshopping Bob into Twin Peaks The Return. <laughs> You're still the big shot. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> he does have kind of a, a warped 
I think it's because when Bob smiles, it looks like someone has manipulated the image in yes. a warped manner. You it know? looks evil. David Gray here with Alan Partridge on the bedspread. Lynn, idea for a new program, Miami Vice, Bear Patrol. <laughs> we are the Bear Patrol. <laughs> we were looking down the beach, looking for some action. I've heard you tune to my own theme song. <laughs> Don Burno pictured Mike Pence and Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> Bob is going to look so like Mike Pence when he goes proper oh white Oh my god. Yeah, he will. <laughs> Paddy here, looking forward to the Barrico Appreciation Society in Angel. <laughs> Barrico. Ray Munoz here. Jericho. <laughs> That's right, Bob. Michael Cole is a little shithead. But you know who isn't? Our fine sponsors over at DraftKings. <laughs> That's right. Shithead box will send you a box full of shit. <laughs> Kyrie Crawford here. What the hell happened to your forehead, Chris? Well, Bob and I had a, uh, what did you call it, Bob? An aluminum ball match. Oh, no. Can I just say, I do genuinely believe that the Hardcore Truth is one of the most lore-heavy episodes of the Attitude podcast I think is out there. Basically, anytime Bob Holly comes up on any of our podcasts now, you will have need to have listened to the Hardcore Truth book report to understand what we're saying about him. There's going to be people hearing this that are like, bears? There's a five-hour treat waiting for you. Just scroll down the free feed. It was on Patreon, part of the Bibliotech, but we released all those parts, and it truly is Bob Holly's journey into light, not darkness. Because it has a, has a happy, happy ending, doesn't it? Nice happy ending for that horrible man. Martin Peach. Kevin and Billy look on with glee, knowing Adam will have to sit and watch the gradual decline of the 06 period. It's I happening, mean, baby. It's happening. You know, it's kind of, it's falling apart before his eyes. The real question is, is that can Adam rally in time for the return of midlife crisis nature boy Ric Flair? Stay tuned to season five. And the best thing going best thing going mate is michael chiapetta he's what's going to get me through season five let me tell you adrian burke here hey we saw you across the bar and we really like your vibe <laughs> <laughs> i got a good one here to finish this out on uh, the old twitter from mulligan the maltese i become i become i become i become in i become i become i become in a big shot in a big shot in my mind so that is basically late 99 bob holly's story <laughs> pretty much pretty much yeah big shot in his mind only and last one here from christian allen you know what i do like him now big smiles Oh, yeah. that's basically the end of our review of the, of the Hardcore <laughs> Yeah, pretty well, much. Like. Whoa, whoa, hang on, actually. That's that's a very strong statement. I wouldn't say I like him now, but I hate him less, maybe. Oh, I thought you were going to say I always liked him. There is no now. Like, I just continue yeah. to, to like him. <laughs> Got to respect well, the man. Thanks, everyone, for your captions for this Tough Enough Caption Contest. And don't forget to check out Subcultured wherever you get your audio. And again, as always, inquiries about future caption contests at sharepodcast.gmail.com or patreon.com forward slash AEPodcast. Adam, we're heading back down the line. It's time to head down the beach. It's Tracks West time. It's time to take some painkillers and get ready for oh. more.
Tough enough season two, baby. We are the Beach Patrol. We're taking lots of painkillers. <laughs> Episode number nine, an inspired performance. Mm. <laughs> drills, 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 drills. Yay. Yes, it's oh. the Undertaker's pre-match ritual. He's back <laughs> and better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how you, you definitely heard the noise you made you, when you got to the soft nougaty centre then of, of the knee. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why it's drills, drills, drills is because you can hear from the sound. It's a one shot. Like once that drills in there, it ain't coming out. You, yeah. leave, you have to leave the bit behind and start. Anew. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone's fucked now as well. Everyone's yeah. like before, except sadder as well and somehow <laughs> more sore. Um, it's. I don't think this is working at this point. And I think everyone well, is... The, the, the whole show, the concept. Just, like, like I think they convinced themselves in the first season, like, oh, a lot of injuries, mm. short turnaround time. This is a freak accident. It won't go like this next year. Let's do no. it the same. And now they're doing it the same. We're approaching the halfway point, and the exact same thing has happened. A series mm. of freak accidents. Why do these people keep getting hurt? Which is really actually finally giving them a chance to actually think out loud. Because this is the first time ever, tough enough, you hear trainers go like, they're not getting it. I don't know what's, yeah, what's, what's happening like panicky, here. Like... Uh, who the fuck is Annie? She's the blonde lady who yeah. we keep wondering who the fuck she is. Yes. Finally get to chat with her. Yeah. Nine episodes in. Turns out she's shy. Yeah. Ah. And she can't do an arm drag. Yeah. And in the way we were saying earlier, how everyone seemed to be on the same level, that's because they haven't been showing any footage of Annie doing arm drags. Yeah. And whoa, you thought Jay couldn't arm drag someone? No. Well, at least yeah. one person was coming out of that. And yeah, she, you're, you're going down with the ship if you're getting an arm drag from Annie. We're talking like Goldberg, Saudi Arabia yeah. levels. <laughs> yeah. Performance she, she's too tentative. And yes. even though that she's literally, in terms of height... The tallest person on yes on the on the cast. She She's also like the most like least aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And like that's one of those things that I think there's so many things about your personality that can be taught in wrestling. I, mean, I used to be a firm believer. You probably hear earlier episodes of the Ezra podcast from like, no, if you your personality is your personality, you can't learn the personality. Mm. And then you think of all the true amazing characters in wrestling in the last five mm. six years, and how many of them started off as someone where it's like, yeah. no, not a character. like. Roman Reigns, yep. Park, like your names where you're thinking, no way, like those guys aren't characters. They're great. Baron Corbin. Yeah, but yeah, Literally. fucking seriously. And it's just, it's something that you can learn. It's mm -hmm. just that wrestlers have been very trepidatious about taking speech and drama classes. Yes. And did them all the power of fucking good, like, that's all I can say. So I think whatever her shortcomings are here, it can be overcome. Although I think of the undeniable sense that they were being introduced to her again here at the start because she was going to get cut. <laughs> well, the trouble is, on Tough Enough, you can either get by it being like a natural in the ring or being like, well, they're not great in the ring, but they're either really marketable or they've got like a certain charisma about them. Annie doesn't... She's very tall and she's quite striking in that sense, but she doesn't really seem to have any sort of edge over anyone here, I don't mm. think. No, I don't think she's... She Like, it feels like if a lot of other people get injured, she maybe has a chance. And that's kind of why she's now being spotlighted on the show, yeah. I think, because lots lot of, of other people have got injured. injured. <laughs> All right, has she got aggression? No. But passive aggression? Absolutely. Because mm. it comes out in spades when other contestants, like Jackie and Linda, like, oh, bless her, but... Jackie being like, you should be more aggressive. Oh. That's the problem. That's why you're not progressing. Like, you know, 
me and Lynn. Yeah. And then Lynn is like, yeah, you just, you know, if you if you got aggressive and you, you worked on that, we'd love that for you. And she's like, uh-huh. Mm. Well, you know. I'll think about that. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Feels good. More shit training on an overcast beach with the, I'm assuming, evil Raphael. Are they still mm. doing the skull buster every time yes. they go here? I think they so. Are, yeah. Yeah. It's every day. Okay. Which I think makes this harder in a sense than Tough Enough Season 1. Well, I was going to say, yeah, they've made it worse. Because, I mean, Tough Enough Season 1, it was colder, I guess, you'd argue. They were in Tracks East. Yeah. You but know. they were almost always indoors in Tracks East. Yeah. They very rarely went outside. You can see they were, they were fucking Apart from when they were, you know, busting up knees and in pig pens. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that, that was a one-off. And not, not featured in this season, Taz. Yeah, where's he? <laughs> well, he was, like the, he was in the first couple, wasn't he? Because yeah, they were running nice in the Taz. desert. Yeah, uh, yeah, he can he can literally come at any moment. Like, using him as a jump scare. I maybe. think the last time we saw Taz was when he turned up and he was like, "Hey everyone, you're gonna go to Raw today." And he took them all out for mm. a nice day out. Like, I'm not like Google Move. Well, there was an incident with the. Uh, they say it was mud. I thought it was just wet dirt. You I know, threw his goof. <laughs> uh, I want to have a point out for Jake with the WCW Slam Jam t-shirt he's rocking in this workout. Oh! Giving us an idea for the corporate ministry of sound on Patreon there is all I'll say. How different things are between seasons as well because if you did that in season one Triple H would be yeah. ripping that right off of Who's you. Who's poster is that? Here's a WWF volume 5 music <laughs> CD like you should listen to this kid. What, what the hell is this? Who's this? Uh, uh, that's uh that's Cactus Jack. Who the hell's that? Oh, he's better known as Mr. Bang Bang. <laughs> oh, okay, right, yeah. sorry. We were talking about Yeah, that. you do it now on season two and he's like, huh, Mr. Bang Bang is good. It's a good track. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> More FedExes for Jackie. Yeah. And they're in, you're getting better in temperaments. The, 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 the final fax has gone. They go mm. from Saj to, to Koi. So he's, yeah. he's working his way back in there now. And then Pete, Pete's trying to embrace his, his um, New Jersey Italian-American roots because he wants to sit down. <laughs> oh. he wants to, he wants to sit down to and he's not clear, yeah. you come heavy you don't come at all and Jake is like his consigliere he's got like Jake's got such a way with words because Jake says Pete really likes her and wants to fuck her like, he literally says they bleep out fuck they bleep out fuck but he's just like, Pete really likes her he wants to fuck her what, what, yeah. what, what do you want to do that out. it is what it is <laughs> uh, sorry I had to take a side note here to point out the crisp drawer that we see a glimpse of did anyone see this no, no. they've got a crisp drawer literally fucking Pete is going by open going by they open up the cupboard just you know chatting or whatever post shelves Double wide coverage. Oh, baby. Full of Lay's potato chips. Yes. She owes the whole fucking... Every corner of the rainbow. Get fucking Greg and Chris in there. Put some tape over it. No, they need that for carbo loading. No, they need actual food. You imagine the ulcers these lads are getting. They're taking all these strong painkillers, heavy brain liquor, and they're only eating crisps. Uh, Mm. Have you heard of my friend, the Ryback, Kevin? (laughs) His body is fucking astronomical, and he eats nothing but crisps. Yeah. That's because he keeps eating stem cells. No, it's crisps. because he's, he's blood type C and crisp starts with C. So he's <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kenny King is just lying sideways in agony on the couch. Mm. More drills! <laughs> I'm good to go, man. Come on. <laughs> I can go out now and pass the torch to Bray Wyatt. <laughs> As if. Don't forget, I'm going to bury your ass again. <laughs> it's somewhat good news for Jackie. I, I don't know if we're calling him 
the X or not. No, no, it's, it's still very much up in the air. They're together. Um, working through it. The, the, if you're still sending lyrics, you're in a relationship. Yes. yes. They're still sending lyrics. They're writing letters to each other. They're crying on each other to the phone. Yeah. They're crying on the phone to each other. What yeah. might? <laughs> uh, he says he loves her and he misses her. Mm-hmm. Well, things might be getting back all right. Yeah, things are looking good for Jackie. Looking good for Pete as well, maybe. You never know. Oh, I, I think we actually missed over it, but there was a bit where Pete literally says just openly, I hope I've ruined their relationship completely. Mm. He doesn't deserve her. Like, Pete's new angle now is that, like, well, maybe Jackie wouldn't have needed to come to me if her boyfriend was a good guy, then she'd be happy with him. So I think the math checks out that her boyfriend is an asshole, actually. And, you know, after the math it spells again, for trouble for him at sacrifice. <laughs> after the math, it turns out I really want a girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. He literally straight up says in this episode, I, w- I want her as my girlfriend. Yeah. And, I mean, that is for me is where I took the point of like, you're a fucking goober. Like, you know. Yeah, he starts that by saying Jackie's the perfect girlfriend. Like, it, what? Because she's getting, got a boyfriend you're already? You're getting scary with it now, yeah. dude. Like, I-, I get the vibe that like, like like we said before he's not he's not obviously not a player I, I don't think he's got much experience at all no and like I think he's he's he's, co- he's, he's, he's come a fake girlfriend or two yeah, at summer he's come to California realised in all these bars like Yankee Doodles that that, that, that certain women find him attractive yes. and then that's it's new and it's new and it's and he doesn't know how to react to it so Jackie's shown him a bit of affection mm. and he's took that to mean Everything, you we're know, I love. we're in love. Oh yeah, we've all been there. Yes. Well, I've been there. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> As thus is the curse of of a young young man not knowing about the world. Absolutely. Like, oh, we have some serious, like, straight up, like, honesty from the coaches here. Chavo Guerrero says the group has hit a wall progress wise. Yeah. yeah, that they keep training them. He's tried to change things up, slow it down. It doesn't matter. We go fast. We go medium. We go slow. They have hit the wall. We can't mm. get to the next level. Or as Bob says. I ain't patient. I learn fast. Why can't y'all? Mm. He, ma- he makes Hulk cry. Yeah. I ain't got time for you to cry. Why, Why are you crying? crying? Why? <laughs> Sorry, just the idea there of like two bob <laughs> <laughs> Why are you crying? Why are you crying? <laughs> I mean, like, if, you, if, if, if for people who don't remember, Hawk is neurodivergent. Yes. And, like, we know that Hawk can do the vast majority of this stuff. Yes, it's one little thing here Hawk can't do mm-hmm. and to him that is is everything. That's the thing he focuses on the, the most. And Bob, Bob knows this point as well that like, you know, push this lad enough he's going to start crying. Yes. Yeah. Know? And Bob loves making people cry. I, but I felt with Bob though it's like he saw the name that they had a bit of a bond I felt in the previous episode. A little bit. And it feels like once them tears come out, it's an affront to hardcore. Yeah. Oh yeah. This this makes him respect. Oh, it's a huge sign less. of weak yeah, it's a huge sign of weakness yeah. There's no crying in wrestling, you know? Not uh, enough crying in wrestling, if you I ask me. Love a bit of crying in wrestling. Roman Reigns having a cry in the hell in a cell, one of my favourite wrestling moments of the last Fucking few years. Lo- Give me a good cry in wrestling any day of the week. Mm. Fucking love us. People let us know in the comments if there's been any proper... I, I want like a... Not the tears like Mark Henry or Big Show getting a tear on the cheek. I want a proper... <laughs> who's who's cried in wrestling? Hard mode's not Big Show. Not Big Show. The I only one I can remember is, the, is, is, is Caitlin. She had a big cry like, okay. after she lost a match for the title to AJ. I mean, that's when the guy, like, from the audience was like, no crying in wrestling! Oh, yeah. And she was in, like, 
proper floods of tears at losing no, the battle. I, I want to see a big man blubbering lots in wrestling. Oh, yes, please, best crying in wrestling. There's a London Podcast Festival like, title right what there. When, <laughs> what about, about when Big Show got run over by a car and Kane no, cried? Big, no, no, no yeah. Kane so, cried, though. Kane, uh, he did. Actually, <laughs> he got no, no, I'm sick of this. Kane never fucking cries. What happens is a big, bald, sweaty weirdo <laughs> runs around backstage with no top on him and all the condensation. He has no eyebrows, Billy. He doesn't have tears. He just has fucking sweat that channels through his eyes. But I'm just saying, imagine a classic moment like JBL saying that he quits, but instead it was like, <laughs> I quit. Oh, I like that. Wouldn't that be cathartic? Ooh. Mm. That, we need to find out. At AE Podcast. Al says as well, you know, his reputation's on the line. You know, and he was happy with that in the first season, but now it's like, uh oh, my rep is kind yeah. of on the line here. Yes. Uh, that will come back to get you. <laughs> mm. Everyone's depressed. Everyone is sore. And everyone's groggy on heavy painkillers. Let's go drink. Yeah. Yanky noodles. Yeah, let's yeah baby. Mm. Uh, Pete finally gets it. Jackie's not interested yeah. here. Yeah. AKA, he goes, I ain't wasting my time anymore, man. I was fully expecting this to now pivot into Pete hates Jackie. Well, they seem to go back no, to where he, they he were. He actually does, to be fair to him, he does seem to chill out quite considerably. Good lord, Jackie's carrying a lot with her at the moment. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. New day. Yeah, today. Let, let's get morale up. Yeah. Let's yeah. get morale up. Let's, Special day. Let's look at our two most famous fucking failures. Oh, <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm saying right now, I'm not exactly sure of when this, this was released in 2002. I don't think it actually was filmed. If, if you've had to say they're not failures yet. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> this started filming in late 01, I think. Maven had a hell of a run when he came in. Royal Rumble with The Undertaker. Genuinely brilliant moment. Yes. Absolute iconic all-time favourite Rumble moment. He had a match at WrestleMania, him and Goldust for the hardcore title. That's something. He had a WrestleMania match. He was in programs and he was on telly. And Nidia, like, more so than... I think Nidia got more TV time than Maven. Yeah. You know, Nidia wasn't there for at least three more years. I think it was 04 she finally was released. I sincerely think, all joking aside, obviously they're the the lamest star power name mm. they've had come visit them, but these are the best visitors that anyone... No, I, I understand why they've got them here, don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's one thing that Maven should realise that he's great at, is the man is a fucking great, like... Team builder, yeah. public speaker, yes, whatever. Yes, absolutely. I'm surprised he never got into that. Yeah, I, motivational I, speaking. I man. bet he has done a bit of that. Or Surely, but he comes in, he's like, "Folks, you did it, guys. You survived hot tub trouble." You <laughs> Can you imagine him doing that, throwing somebody out of a nightclub in New York? Like, like I can't imagine Maven being aggressive. Like, I just imagine no. this. Go- I imagine, I imagine drag queen. Maven yes, or this Maven fun. like yeah. I got fired up by Maven's chat here oh this is great this guy fucking hell and that's the one thing they didn't really deal with him is that I thought his biggest inherent skill we could see from season one was that he was confident on the mic talk yeah. and personable he could yeah. make you feel emotions and not just one or two he could make you feel a whole bunch yeah. and I felt like oh he's a rookie lower end spot don't put the mic in his hands because he's not got the big voice mm-hmm. and here he is he's got this group of I don't think we've ever been tough enough with a group of people who are more miserable, more depressed, yep. more sore, not making the progress, very little to hang their hats on. And he's like, when you go out there, 18,000 people chanting your name, and my God, every single thing I did here felt worthwhile. Mm. And I'll promise you, as bad as it is now, when you hear those people chant your name, you're great. And everyone's like, 
You can see yeah. them being reinvigorated by Everyone. this. Everyone, I, I wanted to go to her table. Yeah, box. literally. Queen on arm drag, you like, yeah. you know? And I feel like it's validating for them as well because Niddy is there being like, oh yeah, the, the TV show made it look kind of hard, but they didn't show you how hard it was. Like, they didn't show us like throwing up between cardio yeah. sets. And, and you can see everyone in the crowd like nodding and being like, mm. yeah, you're right, this is I'm hard. I'm getting actually. sick right now! <laughs> <laughs> or as Maven says, and he puts a nice bow on it, basically, folks, I'm y'all. <laughs> yeah, um, yo. he is yo. He's I, fucking holding court at dinner as yeah, well. Yeah. Did you notice Al Snow and Chavo Guerrero and Ivy were like sat there, like tell yeah. us a story, oh, man. Everyone can't take mm. their eyes off. Of he's him. the man at the table. He's the head yeah. of the table. It's mm. tough enough. It's amazing. I, I did enjoy Al getting frustrated here when Nidia and Maven are like in the ring with the gang, mm. telling them to do this stuff, and then doing like a little teacher thing. So, so why did I grab here, not here? And the answer, Al says. This is the fucking stuff I have been telling them, and they have not been getting it. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> we prefer Maven now. Yeah, brought to you by Maven and Nidia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think as well though. Something to bear in mind with Maven and Nidia is that big case of fake it till you make it here. Mm. Because yeah, I mean, I've picked out stuff that I thought they had going for them, but I think we're all aware of the long-term career trajectory mm. of these folks and tough enough was not onto bigger and better things yeah. and I think they realise as well that tough enough is a failure we're failures yeah. so they put on the biggest bravest fucking smile you know they shine up as much this as possible this has got to be a success I'm just saying they did them a solid the MTV and WWE got a solid done for them by Nidia and Maven that maybe they didn't deserve mm-hmm. like because they, they really went to bat for them here they did because I don't think you would have gotten the next five weeks of television out of this group if they'd not gotten this chat right about now they needed this so Big tells them it's time for a long distance trip. <laughs> Last year we went to the Barbados, but this year we're going to the beautiful resort of Sun City in South Africa. <laughs> okay, that sounds nice. But, it's, but, it's, but it's not. It's not. It's not fun times. Huh? All fun times. No, no, no. We've no. got to do training, and like Barbados, no. where we, you know, we pissed off Chris Nowinski with a flute. Yeah. You're training here in 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 hot, <laughs> south hot, hot South it's, Africa. It's a working holiday at the luxurious resort of Sun City, South Africa, and I did, uh, of course. Yeah, I knew this. I could literally hear it in your voice. <laughs> you did just Google Sun City a controversy. controversy. Hey, I didn't even need to. I Google Sun City, and that was enough. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Baby. I know. I know some stuff about Sun oh, City. Really? <laughs> so during apartheid, Sun City was one of the kind of recognised by the apartheid government as being a separate black state but not recognised by the rest of the world as being a separate state right. because, you know, we don't like segregation, obviously, mm. in the world Sun City was a luxurious resort where there was gambling, there was you know, shows, music dancing, very loose laws with regards to liquor, gambling, right. etc you couldn't have topless dancing in South Africa, but you could in Sun City I see and also as well, the money that flowed through there was like you couldn't believe. Mm. It was a pretty, pretty dirty place, kind of on the fringes of the law or whatever it is. So okay. a lot of money went through there. High rollers from all over the world would go to Sun City and it's like kind of mm. the Las Vegas almost. Of, yes. of uh, And what happens in Sun City, you don't even have to finish a sentence. That's how little it stays yeah. out of Sun yeah. City. Funnily enough, in the 80s, there was, you learned about apartheid a fair bit yeah. in your school, in, uh, as far as I know, right? Because Joe was telling me she did it in like GCSEs. Very I, 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 I did a bit of it, yeah. We didn't laugh all of it in our in, in Irish history, other than 
we learned that some people did boycotts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that was one of the big things is music boycotts. Oh, not Sun City, baby. Yes. Oh. It, lots of, you know, Queen. 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 Um, Paul Simon. Wow. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Wow. Yeah. No. Your favourite Dolly Parton. Yeah. The Beach Boys. Fucking hell. And there was one person who spearheaded a big anti-not-boycotting Sun City, and that was Steve Van Zandt from the E Street Brand, a.k.a. Silvio Dante from Sopranos. This thing's a little personal, so uh, he's the man he was pushing there. Yo, Elton John and Dolly Parton and the Beach Boys and everyone else was mm. fine going down taking... I don't even want to call it blood money. It was something else. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Sun City. Uh... <laughs> That's where we're headed, baby. Woo! Ooh, and the great thing is they got a great deal as well because uh, <laughs> no one else wants to go there. <laughs> we got the blood money discount. We just showed them my card and uh, they said WWE. Yeah, yeah, come on over. Like, um, so off we go to South Africa, and it's time before then for a little bit of dinner. Yeah, and is <laughs> wearing a fedora. <laughs> oh, I love this when they're, they're sort of like, and um, we're gonna. If you guys want to go and get some dinner, like Maven and Nidia say that's the group and the group's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and Al's going to come too. Yeah, and Big. Yeah, Big. Okay, maybe Big can sit down that end of the table. Tell us another there. story, Papa Maven. Mm. And he tells them about the worst thing that he experienced, which was running the ropes. Oh, I've, yeah. I've heard this time and time again yeah. in books and shoots and all that. We've mentioned here on this show many a time. Run them ropes, particularly if you're of a, a slighter build. Like, those are steel cables yes. wrapped in... Mm. You know, I feel like, oh, it's a very thin mat, very, very small. Very... <laughs> Why don't they ever go on about the ropes in wrestling? They, they really should mm. put over how hurtful they are. Like, yeah, they always got a hard-on for the fucking mats outside to right? explain those. It's something that I can't comprehend. Mm. We've never like, run into them. I, yeah, you need to yeah, feel I've, I've never been a, a, a ring of yeah. any sort. I was in a ring once, and when we did that Fight the Games wrestling show, they built a ring in on the stage, and I remember all of us being like, from the ropes and literally and I, I'm 6'4", six, 6'5", six, I'm a big boy and I, remember I was 22 at the time I remember running, I was heavier than I am now and running into them ropes and then barely making a dent. Mm. As in like mm. the idea of doing the stone cold, you run in the, the ropes, go bang, like yeah. I was bouncing off them, I wasn't bouncing yeah. into them. But yeah. I look at it and like I go there's no way it can be that hard or that painful there's no way, but everyone says it is. Yeah. Uh, do you think Maven was told, tell them that because they're going to do it next? No, th- it's definitely, definitely true. Mm. Like, you saw it last season, you see it this season here as well, the bruising under the arms. Mm. Like, there is no exaggerating how bad yeah. those ropes are. No, it is. It's just one of those things you can't comprehend. It's like the people who, who legitimately think that they could survive a plane crash. Yes. But some people just have that you can't sort of... can't comprehend it. Yeah. I think the thing about it that's always shocking to me is that I've heard Austin say it, because I think he's, for me, in my mind, he's like Mr. Run the Ropes. Yes. You know, he, he's Mr. All-Time Hall of Famer, Run the Ropes. Yeah. And he said three steps on his podcast. You yes. go, boom, boom, boom. Here he goes, three stomps. For a WWE ring, at least. Yeah. It's three stomps and you're across the, the ropes. And the problem is, is that if you do in less than that, you don't kind of build up enough speed or momentum mm. because you're spending too much time kind of going bump, bump, bump. Yeah. And then you hit the ropes and you don't hit it hard enough that's the thing it's like you want to hit it almost harder it yes. seems like hit it as hard as you can don't slow down and then back into it like but like you see and like I would have thought I mentioned earlier oh if you're a slighter of build or whatever like the girls are straight away like yeah, you see like people like Kelly Kelly and Summer Rae they have the fucking yep. rope marks on them they all have them straight away but Jake Mr. Fucking Action Figure 
He's burst blood burst vessels. Blood vessels. Uh, real scary. And I think you probably could be a muscled up statue. And you can muscle up statue and bury his head in the sand. For fuck's sake. But, you know, you can run them ropes and not run them before. And it doesn't matter how muscled up you are. Yeah. yeah. If you're not, you're, it's, it's the, you, it's it's the calcium. Yeah, it's calcium, it. exactly. You've got to condition your body. Fucking hell, they are sore. And the idea as well that we're going to have this montage of people doing objectively the hardest thing to do in wrestling training at the start. And it was set to this, like, prospector music. Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought that... Big build- was going to have one of his get rich quick schemes or something. <laughs> Start building a house. Aww. <laughs> they, they can't because they're We do get a nice little bit of Al, like, blow by blow, giving detailed instructions on, like, you hit your this part of your back, your hand needs to go around the rope like this. He grip. signed on. Like, yeah. 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 It's something I'd never, I'd never yeah. thought about before, no. actually. Wrapping your arm and around the rope. We never get to see enough of that in Tough Enough for him actually breaking down. Here's the intricate details of how you do this thing. And the reason he's saying hit it side on is because if the top rope breaks yes. and you're hitting it with your back, you're going to fall out. You're going to go ass over tea kettle and land right in your fucking head. Yeah. And I've been at a wrestling show where that top rope is gone. And I think I was Chris Hero I saw wrestling in a match and the top rope went. And Thinking about it now, he kind of almost cartwheeled kind of out of the ring yes. and landed, and he wouldn't be able to do that if he was going on his back. And if I, even though I watch wrestling all the time, and so do you guys as well, mm. when I'm envisioning someone running the ropes, I'm not thinking of them hitting it with their side, no, they hit it with the their back. back. Yeah, it's all fucking, it's all work, brother. <laughs> 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 and we reckon because you already burst enough blood vessels, oh. Bob might as well chop you all as well. Well, we've not had we've not had a, a challenge from Big. We've not. He's been he's told off. So we need to have we need to have a challenge from Big, and it's <laughs> the challenge is who can stomach a chop from Bob Holly. Can you, Big? No. Uh, uh, I gotta <laughs> go over here now. You get slapped by Bob Holly, your heart would fucking stop. Just as a reminder, in Bob's book, he said that Chris Benoit once told him, "Bob, you chop harder than Anoki did in Japan." Like Bob has legendarily some of the hardest chops in wrestling. He whooped me. I'm a man. I can take it. Oh, go that way. Okay. To put that in perspective. Businessmen, politicians, powerful figures in the Yakuza, people from all walks of life who are considered to be important people would come to Inoki and ask to be chopped Mm. so his fighting spirit would be transferred to them. (laughs) And this isn't like, oh, do it kind of like, you know, the young bucks are going to give you a hundred quid in a hotel room, do it in your gimmick attire for me, please, and turn the lights off. (laughs) They did it. (laughs) But this is like, it's a reverent thing. Yes. That's how hard Seriously. it is. It's like a gun going off. And like. I'm mad. I don't think I've heard chops as loud as this. No, it's disgusting. One after another, and it's the fact that he can do the front and the back, and it makes you realise when Bob is in the ring, he's holding back. Yeah. yeah. Because when he's, he's reckoned if he chopped you as hard as he wanted to, or he could. I, I think Hawk gets two, and his, instantly his chest is lit up yes. like a Christmas tree. People get short of breath because they get chopped so imagine hard. Imagine how much that would wind you, how horrible that would feel. And what sucks as well is that Ivory comes in, she's like, I want to do it. And she's like, boop, boop. And she basically just punches him in the chest. Yeah. She's like, some of the worst chops ever. And I've heard that like a really bad chop that sounds like shit hurts really bad because you're basically getting pounded in the fucking mm, chest yeah, I bet. by someone who's probably already successfully chopped you a couple of times and then Bob goes right back to them oh my mm. god almighty I think this is the happiest I've seen Bob Holly ever of course he is he's yeah. bullying people sick freak I've seen him wrestle on Wrestlemania yep. pay-per-views he's yep. won titles on this show yep. and he's never had a shoot smile nope. like right here Wow. He's legitimately <laughs> disgusting. I'm wired wrong. 
<laughs> take him back to the fucking shops. <laughs> here, when we're tuning up your NASCAR, we'll have a look under your fucking hood as well. <laughs> what the fuck went wrong with him? Ah, ah you have Bob set to evil. That's <laughs> and we end on a generally sweet moment. Yeah. Fucking the gang saver bird who has got a wire in his beak on the yeah. beach. And then we see all of them sort of like staring out into the ocean together like it's the end of the Warriors or something. Like mm. he's genuinely tender. Because yeah, they know they're going to Sun City and there ain't, they're, no one's coming back. Like. I'm sorry, you're just saying it's like the Warriors just made, made me imagine someone doing the bottle thing with a bunch of birds. This <laughs> 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 is stopping a bunch of birds together. Every- in fairness though, they're almost as beat up as ever at the end yeah. of the Warriors. Yeah. I'll stare them with their black eyes like good lord almighty that's tough enough folks three wow. more episodes and all I can say is I had a, a spice of them screen caps for episodes 10, 11 and 12 and there's a lot of sweaty people in what appears to be the hardest hottest ring I've ever seen mm. this seems like it's going to make wrestling in Nigeria look like a good time mm. it's going to be dark the next part may not be the last part what I've noticed on the network is there's a missing episode. There's a is missing there? Episode. There is a missing episode. What? We go 10, 11, 13, and then the finale of 14. Oh, but I'll be in the episode where they go to the fucking Emerald Mine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I checked and checked. I, I, I thought it might have been the case. So I feel like there's four, four left, but it seemed weird to me that we have three episodes in Africa and then the last episode. Well, it was strange because I thought maybe it was the case that it was a double episode or something like that. You know, they did it back before with the, the finale, but no, it was, uh, they're all 20 minutes. We've got 10, 11, yeah, 13, 14, like you say, Kevin. So, yeah, we'll have to do four parts next time, I guess. So, we're missing an episode. Uh, we'll that, do our best to find out we'll what do, happened there. It's episode number 12 of season two. If you know what's happened to it, it ain't on the network, folks. Mm. Very, very strange. And if this is what they've kept on the network, I always wonder what the fuck will make you take it off yeah. the network. Jesus. Bob Halley's like vivisecting them or something like that. <laughs> oh, spe- Stop crying! <laughs> the spe- it's going to be, it's gonna be the, special, the special guest to talk about wrestling. It's going to be fucking Benoit or something. Yeah, 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 actually, it actually well be that. may well be that. We'll be doing some research. Either way, we'll be coming back to you either with a bumper episode or it may very well be the final episode of season two of Tough Enough. Thanks everyone for checking out this episode of the Outshare Podcast. And as always, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your audio, don't forget to leave us an old rating or review or tell a friend the original social media. Social media? Why don't you catch us on there? If you go to facebook.com forward slash podcast, you will find a fucking ton of videos. Videos of clips from our old episodes, current episodes, and Patreon bonus content. You can also join us over on Twitter at AEPodcast, where gents... I've heard rumblings that Mr. Musk is going to make the character limit something like 15,000 characters or whatever. Finally, we can tweet Jids! We're getting Jids <laughs> out on the timeline, yes. baby! You can't copyright that, Simon and Schuster! <laughs> <laughs> it's ours now! <laughs> <laughs> With the long middle finger. <laughs> it's ours! <laughs> it's ours! <laughs> and if you want to support the Adshare podcast, keep it 100% fan and listener supported. We're not stopping every two minutes to tell you about steaks and dick pills. It's because... <laughs> oh, I wish we could. <laughs> I really wish we could. It's a dream. But as it stands, we're stuck with our amazing backers over at Patreon.com, <laughs> where dig this... They're getting over 200 hours of audio and video. Jesus, Mary, and Ooh. Joseph. We're talking Smackdown Crawl. We're talking the, the Bibliotech. We're talking the spin-off of the Bibliotech, The Reading Ranch, where I'm reading Jid again. New series, Corporate Ministry of Sound. Video episodes of myself, Adam and Billy, Q 
Q&A episodes with myself, Adam and Billy, and new themed Q&As. And if you ever want to get access to all of the commentary tracks, get a Baker's Dozen for the low, low price of $20. Or you can join for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash AEPodcast. Zero commitment, drop out anytime and join back in whenever you like. Minimum of two new pieces of content a month. And I gotta tell you folks, there's a lot of really fun stuff over there. A lot of good things there. You can even see our video of the London Podcast Festival. Oh, baby, baby. With an exclusive never before seen, unless you're at the podcast festival, (laughs) (laughs) Q&A. Where I drop the mask, you see the man behind the captain. Um, Mm. Home truths Mm. behind the paywall. Patreon.com forward slash e-podcast. And if you're a fine purveyor of stuff and things, head on over to MatthewsBotchamania.com. Stuff things. We're going to South Africa, baby! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Sun City, South Africa. Just just you wait for the South African accents where all three of us are going to do on the next Leave episode. me out of it. I, I think South Africa's been through enough without me yeah. having to chip in, Billy. Otherwise, like, <laughs> I'm getting my accent work on that episode. Just oh, me you. then, I guess. <laughs> you on your own special. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's South African corner. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you hooked up with the Commandant. You can win the Kuwait Cup. Oh like. Get him over. Until next time, when we're going to be finishing off Tussin' Us Season 2. It's a goodbye from me, Kevin. Me, Adam. And me, Billy. And we'll catch you next time on Tough Enough.